0: We've been uh, gone so long Don't call it a comeback
1: Yeah Yeah we've we been here all along We took not a vacation
0: a We took a vacation It was extended Originally it wasn't even going to be as long as it was But, but We're yeah. We're Drunk lazy idiots we, <laughs> couldn't, we couldn't make it happen <laughs> We literally true. took
2: vacations though It's not just like A hiatus we no, no 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 We vacations. actually took vacations I was driving, Yeah
0: Yeah We were I was driving around the country And I saw these boys IRL Hmm
2: i went to florida
0: yeah yeah we we
2: haven't done a podcast since before i went to florida that's true yeah wow
0: but we're fucking back now baby that's what matters
1: (laughs) we're all tanned we're ripped (laughs) we're rested (laughs) we've got a newfound vigor and a newfound spring in our step uh so we're ready to uh, go back to the content mill and become wan and, <laughs> and right. pasty and uh, sickly again. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm 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 ripped, but it's from stretch marks. <laughs> they're your tiger stripes, dude. Exactly. They're
1: your they're your tiger stripes. <laughs> we did. We were at a camp, and it was funny when we were all there was a dock, and we were <laughs> all jumping off of it, and it was funny how much we were like, "Is this dock going to just, uh, just collapse?" Are we going to have a mini yeah. Miami on our hands here? I mean, too, ooh,
0: too <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that dock is old, and there was, like, eight people on it. Yeah. Oh, there were mad it wasn't people. wasn't just yeah. us three. Yeah.
2: No. Like I said, we're svelton
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If we um,
2: each had 15 more pounds on us, it might have toppled.
0: It's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it feels good to be back, you fam. Yes, yeah, it does. Are. It's and, weird. Uh,
1: I, I'm nervous again. I know, I know. The nerves are bad. I'm like I'm fucking rusty. We're doing it. For I'm the, not nervous for at people. all.
2: Yeah, <laughs> not, not even one bit.
1: Nice. Well, that's because you're hanging out with your friends via your background. Fun, yeah, these right? are
2: my real friends behind.
0: Me. <laughs> 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 um, so well, I think we're gonna the plan for the episode. This is the Spine Crackers podcast, by the way. And right, uh, uh, I'm Matt, Gabe, Paul, and we're talking about books again um Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: only this time abstractly (laughs)
0: exactly in the the (laughs) general sense yeah not a specific book oh by the way i should say at the beginning here if you uh if you are subscribed to our patreon page you can see some glimpses from our vacation that i posted there
1: oh yeah yeah what was secretly recorded and no, posted? No, 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 I
0: showed it to you, dude. You gave it. Yeah, me a clear I know the one. That, you know it too. I know it was the badminton, the badminton. The, badminton. the badminton game. The, <laughs> I, the badminton I game. listen.
1: I did not equip myself well in that video, and I just want to say that you know that's not representative of my actual game. Right, I don't Paul? know about. I don't. Uh. What the fuck are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> I we. I mean, you. I'm are just saying beast, it was more
2: but... of a badminton tweak than a game.
0: <laughs> twitch.tv slash matt playing badminton
2: dude i'm good at badminton
1: shut no, you were up i'm good, good. <laughs>
0: good. We were all, It was all good. i think Paul's you did best. you beat me one time i did i beat I you a few did. times dude Ew, fucking you beat me once that's not true did Some you beat me twice i oh. lost
2: three games total
0: wow someone hasn't been thinking about this
2: yeah yeah paul is very it. competitive and uh yeah you're like about myself
1: you get locked into this like the the flow zone and then you're like i'm playing 20 games of
2: badminton in a row Listen, <laughs> winning games is the only real joy i have in my <laughs> life
0: and <laughs> producing top tier content for all you people out there right uh, nah. yeah. <laughs> it's also a game to him he's the joker that's true that's true he's yeah. the podcast gamer joker sith joker <laughs> Sit, Joker. Coolman. Um, Sauron. Coolman. Sauron. Koolman, Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what would be
1: scarier than Sauron? And Koolman, then he just takes Sith. a
2: big, juicy hit of Coolman full air. What yeah, if <laughs> Sauron just like invented the jewel and he's just in the tower just. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're just yeah. like the smoke of
1: Mordor And it's just him just vaping it's incredibly hard smoke,
0: yeah. Huge jewel hit And he's just like I'm gonna go get these hobbits
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah he has that fuzzy voice From the smoke Dude I hate that fuzzy smoke voice It always makes me feel like my throat's so dry When yeah. I even just hear someone do it Do it Gabe What's the fuzzy do what smoke? Do. Oh that one you know, yeah What are you
0: talking
1: about? Yeah ew, I don't like it I don't like it Your voice is aerosol. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a worse version of inhaling uh, fucking the shit that's in balloons. Why can't I think of helium? Helium, the shit that's in balloons. Listen, we've we've been out for a little while. We're we're regaining. We're figuring out words again. We're not totally sharp. We're not perfectly sharp. I love helium's
1: rare now, right? You can't.
0: I think so. Yeah, you can't. You're not
1: allowed to just like. Man, what's, what's
2: going on? <laughs>
0: this is. I, this really? Is I did
2: not know that. You bad. can't, like, create helium?
0: No, you can't. What do you mean, create it?
2: <laughs> well, how did they get it into the tanks?
0: I mean, someone created it, but not just, like, me and you in our garage. Or it's, no, it's a naturally occurring element, right?
2: Yeah. And they harvest it
0: from who knows where.
2: For, uh, yeah, the and there's where crops. my. Yeah. The, the ozone layer. But yeah, no, they...
0: you, you can't just go get it anymore. Like uh, used, I feel like you used to be able to just go like fucking Ace Hardware and pick up some helium.
1: Yeah, it literally used to just be like Party City, man. Just you know, you can just go make balloon animals and it's fine. But there's some sort of like curtailing of how much you can buy. The bottom. I'm blaming is, the libs. This is fascism. As far as the libs. Fascism is coming America. <laughs> It is the libs and it's also the fascists at no, once. The
0: libs are the real fascists. Dude. You're right, and horseshoe. They,
1: I'm sorry, dude. Man, where have I been?
0: This is fascism in America. I will say, dude. I'm, this is maybe this is gonna be controversial, but when I was in New York, I was because I was coming from Iowa. I was absolutely floored <laughs> and genuinely sort of pissed <laughs> about how intense the mask shit still is in New York i literally specifically had new york my, city right specifically the city yeah i had to yeah. get my fucking temperature taken when i before i went into a fucking restaurants. So you can't just go sit at a bar and i was like this is fascism in america
1: <laughs> yeah i know my favorite yeah. i love getting that little gun pointed at my forehead like,
0: get the fuck out of my face dude what the <laughs> hell yeah and i'm vax, dude i had my vax cards i like whatever
2: it just makes Cuomo really horny to, to everyone getting their temperature taken. Cuomo over just and has over. a
0: constant taker feed of everyone in New York City's temperature. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah he got, does. like everyone like...
2: getting their their temperature taken at like the the Eckerd's and shit on CCTV, and he's just hard in his office. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that I'm hate. keeping everyone so safe. Oh, uh... With his pierced nipples, just rubbing them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, confirmed or not? He definitely, not, he definitely sure has confirmed. fucking piercings. I'm,
0: I'm not 100% sure. But I think and he's like, got the crossbar. Yeah, I think yeah. confirmed.
1: Confirmed. In my mind,
0: it's confirmed. It's headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh.
1: Yeah, in my ideal world, he's got the crossbar nipple piercings. Definitely.
0: Um. So do you guys want to talk about books? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, this is going to be a, uh, an episode where we just kind of miscellaneously talk about random topics in and around literature and online literature communities and fucking our own takes on, you know, whatever, various t- questions. You know, we did, <clears throat> I'm not not mad about it, but we did send out a, a, a call for viewer questions, listener questions, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. you know didn't get t- didn't get t- too many i'll say that i'll put it that way although the ones we did get though were pretty big names oh yeah so you guys will hear some of those uh, today so <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's qu- quality over quantity i guess yeah, exactly. so you know in a way yeah. i'm excited
0: yeah it's gonna be great um so where do we want to start you guys want to what do you want to start to start with should we just start t- should we talk about the podcast should we talk about
2: Let's talk about how the podcast came to be.
0: Yeah. So this question, about this question came in from uh, Thomas Pynchon on Instagram. Uh, why did you guys start the Spine Crackers podcast? I <laughs> love, love it. Tell us that story. I love yeah. the show. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Thomas.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for the question. Who wants to Matt, take to crack go? at that? Me?
2: I, okay, well, I'll go. Do you want to go? I'll go. Go, Paul. Okay. Do you want to go? It's all okay. you, baby. Well, it was, last, it was COVID. It was birthed out of COVID. And we were talking on Zoom a lot. Sometimes just like getting drunk for 10 hours straight. Yeah. Right? In the beginning, it was so just like reconnecting. Sometimes. Talking more than we have in years because of COVID, which mm-hmm. was a blessing. And then I don't know exactly like to pinpoint how it came about. But Matt and I were just talking about how we like to read fiction books. And Gabe was like, I stopped reading fiction books. Yeah, and we were like,
1: second conversation there.
0: Yeah, that's maybe a different a different topic. We can circle back to. Yeah, that. but yeah. I mean, I basically, didn't read fiction we s- for like ten years.
2: Yeah, but we basically were like, well, let's start a book club anyway, and let's get you to read some fiction books. And then after I don't know, maybe like ten of our own book club books, we decided we were talking like maybe we could do a podcast. Yeah, and then it turned yeah. into that.
1: The usual momentum of like anyone says, right? You know we were were like we're funny
2: people will like us
1: yeah yeah the hubris the hubris started to collect we're like we are funny
0: we're so funny this This
1: could
0: be huge this is gonna be
1: fucking i'm seeing dollar
0: signs with this shit (laughs) do you believe how funny we were on that last butt club i can't believe it so we were way funnier than fucking pewdiepie dude we could totally do this
1: yeah. Well, okay, I feel like I like this because you know this kind of branches out and everything. I do think, and this is and I you know, whatever, uh, that uh, there is a dearth of good book related content, yes, to use a you know annoying word, but like uh, of good analysis and like just genuinely like fun and good, <laughs> uh, just other appreciators of books out there to listen to. <clears throat> Um,
0: yeah, that's, again, in general. like I said, like, yeah, like you said, this is gonna, this topic will probably lead into many others. But yeah, I think we, we all kind of agreed that like, no, no specific shots fired. <clears throat> yeah, at this point in the show, but yeah, that the general level of discourse and like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, just discourse uh, in terms of like book analysis and book reviewing and stuff in on youtube and on podcasts and stuff like that was kind of trash yeah um and we thought you know we can we have at least have something to say here none of us are you know formally trained in literary analysis but we're all you know whatever we've read a lot we're educated and we're fans and we're fans dude yeah
1: yeah so so that was it that's that's the that's the one genuine sentiment i had like about starting it was like you know jokes aside about you know three three white dudes inevitably creating a podcast or whatever because we're the smartest and we
0: have the best things to say <laughs> yeah
1: and we and we do think that but <laughs> in a relative sense i think i was like damn i think we could certainly i, I know we could do better <laughs> than than what i've you know because we we sought this shit out i, I mean i yeah. did anyway you yeah. know I spent a decent amount of time watching, I guess, specifically booktubers, which is different, I guess, than like a podcast by a long shot. But yeah, because there are good there are better podcasts about books than there are like YouTube
0: essayists, people. I mean, the one thing that I will say about and again, we'll probably come back to this in some more detail later. But the one thing that I'll say about the difference between like the booktube world and the literary podcast world is that like you said, Matt, I think there's a lot, there are good literary, literarily oriented podcasts out there, but a lot of them <clears throat> don't, they don't just kind of do what we do, which is just every episode they talk about a different book. It's like, you know, they do like, you know, reading groups or they talk about like authors and like, they talk about, you know, literary movements and stuff like that, which is great. And that's an important thing to do to, to do, but there wasn't a lot of sort of at least that I found, drop those wrecks in the, in the email, in the comments. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, not a lot that I found where it was sort of a long firm discussion and analysis of like a specific book, you know what I mean? Episode to episode. And then there are, there are podcasts that are dedicated entirely to specific authors. There's like a, you know, how, there's how many Infinite Jest DFW podcasts out there and some, <laughs> right. some better and some worse, but <clears throat> that's sort of a thing. You know what I mean?
1: the great concavity that's yeah. one of them shout out yeah
0: i think they're good i like the, yeah i, I do like i do too. for sure i just th- another that's another thing which is just like i can't i can only listen to so much discussion of that book and him
1: and it creates a different um experience over time too like you know i, I feel like if you are reading books re- semi-regularly you tend probably to be reading different stuff i mean yeah. and therefore like we were talking about how every book is a sequel to the next as a kind One of, of the like guiding
0: principles of the show yeah a kind mm. of
1: funny but like I think actually somewhat profound truth which is that like you create these rabbit warrens in your head after you start reading stuff of like interconnectedness uh, and that's a very different experience when you're reading like disparate stuff mm-hmm. which is what i think most people's experiences with like being like i love one thing and i am obsessed and i'm only doing that i'm only reading one guy right you know or one, one writer genre. one genre whatever
0: and i feel like just to get back to some of the personal motivations like just selfishly because again i was out i didn't i was out of the fiction game for a, a, a long time then just kind of like finding a way to get forced back into it and read shit that I hadn't read before that you guys had read or recommended and all that stuff. And it was just a way to kind of beyond like us just reconnecting, which was again, like an interesting kind of silver lining to the, to the whole COVID thing. It was just a, um, a way selfishly for me to kind of jumpstart getting back into literature.
1: Were you guys ever in a, like other, I, uh, book clubs, because I was like, did you ever take stabs at being in just like regular ass? Let's meet and sit together in a
2: room in a circle, <laughs> like book clubs. No, never. Uh, I,
0: I don't I, think so I, anyway. I think I have been. You, I know you have some stuff to say about this, Matt. So maybe you can take over. But yeah, I have. I, not, a, I have been, but it's more like it, it, they were more like oh, like summer, summer reading groups where you like do a deep dive into one book. You know what I mean? Like you read whatever, some long book for a whole three months, and you meet and talk about 30 pages every week or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And they sucked. They all sucked pretty much universally.
1: Right. Was it just, like, what they chose or just because it was, like, a
0: slow-ass pace to read, like, 30 pages every week? It was partially that, and it's it was, you know, I think... Well, I mean, one, you know, one thing that we I, I can say about this, the way this show has developed is that when we were doing our... Whatever our book club just among ourselves, we sometimes did that, right? We would take two, sometimes three weeks to read a, a book, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I think that model is fine, but like, and that's obviously sort of how you would do it if you're in academic settings a lot of the time. You can read whatever for a whole semester and blah, blah, blah. blah. Well, they love unpacking. They love unpacking, right? <laughs> but I do think that in terms of talking about it, like in a podcasty type way, it just is not as, especially if you've already read the book and you're not just like kind of reading along, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort it's of like, like, okay, well, all okay, right. I know you just know it's like, you know, all the spoilers and you know how shit yeah, comes yeah. together and like, I don't know. It's, it, I just, I didn't find it to be as effective as a way of talking and thinking about a, a, a work in the totality of the work.
2: Well, it'd be like talking, it'd be like to, it's the same thing with movies. If someone did a podcast about like half of seven. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> That's a good way like, to put it. End, and... it like, where do you think this is gonna go? What is Brad Pitt gonna do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're like, I hate this sh- sh- pot. Why am I listening to this
2: podcast? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I do think that's a, actually like a kind of a pretty appropriate. Like I know people are gonna be like, Oh, movie and books aren't the same. Like, yeah, you're... <laughs> yeah, okay, that's true, but it's a similar principle. Like you, you, you take a work in its totality, and you know, to me, I think those kind of like grindy you know let's really dig into the, every line and every like this and that to me that's something you do on a second reading a third reading i don't think right. that that's a helpful way to talk about a book the first time through it personally or a movie for that matter
1: yeah yeah but yeah, that yeah.
2: being said we do ten, i mean we do dive so deep in we end up doing a little bit of that i would say right we could it's be accused of, of
0: of bloviating uh, <laughs> That's a good word, gloviating. Including uh, right now by using that word. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Wow. Listen,
1: I'm trying to make this highbrow. <laughs> 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 I have Lef- Khan's graph behind me that I don't understand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, just, it's, it's, it's but, jouissance, uh, castration, voice,
1: signifier. But, yeah, I agree. Otherwise, it's just like, I imagine it's annoying. It's just like people groping their way through a half a you know partial narrative right and you're just like all right well i saw seven and i know gwyneth Paltrow's in the box so like why why do i need to hear somebody just guess
0: (laughs) right yeah exactly yeah and yeah i mean there 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 can be some enjoyment in like seeing someone go through that journey like for example we read um the, uh, the Mountain Lion, which is m- one of my favorite books, and I had read it already, like, three or four times, and you guys had never read it, and, you know, it's not like a... I, I wouldn't say it's like a twist ending, but, like, I I, I liked, wat- like, a little bit watching you guys kind of go through reading it and thinking about where it, where it was headed. So there is mm. some interest in that, I think, but it's not... I don't think... It, when you start getting down to the level of, like... Uh, Parsing language and shit. It's to me that's a second and third reading kind of activity.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's that felt like the other way feels very much like school. Like we're gonna be reading uh, some
0: school books.
1: We're okay, so yeah. In particular, The Great Gatsby. We're doing it, baby. Mm -hmm. We're doing The Great Gatsby. That's one of those books that uh, I read in high school, and that is exactly the way it was approached yeah we just that is a slim little volume it's a beautiful book that took in the entire year my teacher was obsessed with it ap english guy shout outs and uh yeah it was like literally like just it just he sucked the life force out of this novel that right. he loved too he was like trying so hard he's like this is the best this is the great american novel whatever whatever he was obsessed but uh, he ended up just like making it the most miserable grind yes I've ever experienced in reading by just being like, we'd read one sentence and be like, hey, wh- why don't we stop it there? Think about what he's saying. Let me actually write this <laughs> on the board. And you'd like write the sentence on the board <laughs> right. and shit. And I'm just like, oh, everyone was hilarious. just like,
0: <laughs> everyone
1: was like, shut up, please.
0: We just, you know. Well, and I think that like that's, you know, like when you talk to people, You know who who don't read a lot of fiction or don't enjoy reading fiction, and you ask them why, and you get down into it. Like a a lot of the time, comes back to some sort of formative experience like that that they had with a book in high school, where it was like, you know, they may have even enjoyed the book, but it was Mm -hmm. fucking like, you know, just parsed and parochialized and picked apart in the process of reading it that it's it, it like you say it sucked all the life out of it and it just made it it makes it suck
1: and you know like you said not that that's a bad thing to unpack or whatever it's just like yeah the first pass
0: no if you're if you're doing a phd in literature and you're fucking spending six years reading ivan Turgenev or whatever like yeah go for it knock yourself out mm-hmm. but and that's useful and needs to be done and, and so on and so on but again I just don't think that it's, it's A, something that needs to be done by us on a podcast, or potentially by anybody, and it is not, it's certainly not something that should be, like, your first encounter with a work, I don't think.
1: Because then, I, and I did, to circle back, I didn't have anything truly negative to say about book clubs, I was just in some stinkers as well, where it was, like, the book wasn't that good, first off, and then it was, like, clearly no one... This is on the opposite end of the spectrum. No one really wanted to talk about it. Right. It was, like, mostly an excuse to, like, have uh, get drunk on wine. Uh, oh, totally. That's, like, a general trope,
2: right? It's just, like, I've, I've observed book clubs, like, firsthand. And <laughs> yeah. people, you know, Wait, what half people even don't even show her, up. Hide her in the house. No, just, I mean, like... <laughs> Tom
0: on I'm Clubs. joking, I'm joking. My
2: ex-girlfriend had a book club, so yeah. I would see the people yeah. come. Right, right, right. And half half people wouldn't show up, and then the people that did show up, like, barely read the book, and then they would just eat crackers and drink wine and then go <laughs> home. Yeah, that's exactly
1: my experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it would just immediately deviate to, like, just, you know, talking about whatever, just gossip and shits, uh, which is fun, is just, like, at the end of the... Of it, I was like, we should have just hung out,
0: right? Yeah, (laughs) should have removed the middleman of this book. We don't need a pretense to just hang out and get drunk.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was all too is like wanted to do it right a little bit because that's that's the other end of the spectrum. It's not over. It's not um overburdening people with like meticulous unpacking of everything, but also it's not just like this completely like flippant. Like, we just wanted the, uh, I don't know, the performative act of a book club as opposed to, you know, actually doing anything about reading.
0: Right.
2: Well, and that that's kind of what the Booktube YouTube world kind of feels yep. like to me, too. It's very Should just, like, it? surface, face level, persona level. I'm going to talk about this book for five minutes, and that'll be it.
0: Yeah. I, I, yes. I think that that's kind of one of my overriding issues and we can if we want we can kind of we can name names if we want later and talk about yeah let's do it we like and fuck and don't it. like but i just yeah. think in general <clears throat> the booktube kind of approach and you know whatever we can talk about if there are like pragmatic reasons for this and uh, uploading long-ass youtube videos is annoying whatever <laughs> um but uh you know i'll see some of these people and it'll be they'll be talking about it, it, it's kind of the opposite end of those like Nitpicky English teachers or whatever, where it's like, yeah. Here's a it's like oh yeah, I'll will get a notification like new video on fucking I don't know some like book that deserves to be like whatever like yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know fucking Anna Karenina or some shit right and I'm like oh cool like yeah this will be interesting what what do they have to say about it and it's like seven minutes <laughs> right <laughs> just, right. Like, it's just... <laughs> but I just okay I don't care anymore. It, 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 You know and maybe this is too harsh but in my in my view it's just not possible to say anything worth saying about virtually any book in seven minutes um and i i just don't to me that's where it starts to veer into the the more you know performative where you're just you're just it's it's basically an extended name drop you know
1: yeah and i think most people are looking for Essentially just a bunch of recommendations from like a personality that they vibe with more than anything else. Right. You know, which again has its place, but it's like some of these people build themselves as as uh, as critics of some kind or or you know what I mean? Like they're they're uh, they're super popular and they're informing the tastes of a lot of other people.
0: We're talking about and Cliff. That, we're talking about Cliff. We're talking
1: about Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cl- Cliff has a special place of derision uh, because it's annoying how for many... Those, for uh, those
0: of you who, who um, mercifully don't know just who we're talking <laughs> about when we say the name Cliff, <laughs> we're talking about uh, books are better than food on YouTube and, and elsewhere. Yeah. his nat- handle. Clifford
1: Lee Sargent. Yeah, um, Clifford
0: PP Sargent
1: oh god yes got him sergeant of the pp army
0: uh (laughs) oh my god dude i'm just thinking like as like a as a twitch person he just calls all his subs the pp army (laughs) that would make
1: me
2: like him more
1: thanks for the bits pp army yeah
0: thanks for subbing welcome to pp army
2: (laughs) get on my discord we have such a good community
0: oh god always
2: my thousandth uh, subscriber will get a leather jacket that I personally pee pee on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an incredible
1: reward actually. I mean for I mean it's soaked jacket. I mean
0: dude and the personality thing, he's 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 like selling bookmarks with just his face on them and shit and now. It's just like, oh God. That makes me want yeah. to throw
2: up.
1: And it, what's pro- the pro like okay, so he is he is t- he is a there's a taxonomy of these people, I would say, and he yeah. is, he is in the less populated get, uh, category, maybe, like, of, because, like, one of the reasons why he gets uh, a special, the focus of our ire, especially, is that he does cross into like very good literature, mm-hmm. uh, and do a pee-pee bad job of of talking about it. Yeah. So like, it's not even like just some like, I don't know. Uh, YA like the million YA booktubers out there that are yeah. just like my bookshelf has fairy lights on it and there's the 800,000 multi-part series about teens with wings <laughs> and like magic powers uh, which yeah. is just like I just don't care but then Cliff is talking about things that I some of the things that I actually I'm like these are incredible works and I and this is what lends you the credibility to then like have a leather jacket and sell uh, coffee and wallets
0: right I mean, yeah, and, and do I'm, a
1: bad job of the, you know, what people are regarding as like the best criticism online.
0: Yes, right. I mean, if you go through, if you run through his comment section, it's just, oh yeah, no one does what you do. This is the best literary discussion I've ever heard about. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I, maybe we should circle back at some point to the YA thing because I think that's another interesting part of two. But <clears throat> I think that Cliff, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it, he did a video recently on The Great Gatsby, which we're talking about in a couple of weeks. And I don't know if you guys watched it, but it's no. terrible. It's, it's you know, it's just the most basic...
1: Did elements. he like it or not? No,
0: he didn't like it. And the... the Which is fine. You're allowed to not, like, work just like other people yeah. that other people like. But it's the justification, right? It's the way he talks about... You know, whenever, basically, whenever he doesn't like a book, his go-to is just like, no, I just didn't like it, and, uh, you know, uh, it was, uh, his favorite word to use when he doesn't like a book is, it, it just felt bloodless. It was like, there was no, like, <laughs> there was no, like, oh, yeah. intensity of human emotion, man. It was just, like, uh, uh, bloodless, dude. Yeah, it's just bloodless. I didn't like it.
1: Yeah. I feel like it was bad.
0: Yeah. Right. I feel <laughs> like it was bad. Right. <laughs> He's kind of like,
1: yeah, it's a little Anthony Fantano-y.
0: And I think, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think a lot of people, you know, some people maybe gravitate towards that because I think there's this sense that, you know, they're at at bottom for people with literature and, and like a lot of artistic interpretation in general. There's this sense that like. At the base of it, there's not a lot more to say other than it felt bad to read. I didn't enjoy it, or whatever. And I I think all of us here can agree that that's false. Or maybe not you. I don't know how you feel about that, Paul.
2: Yeah, maybe I'm... I mean, I agree with that, but it's not how I particularly read books or enjoy books. Like, I, I do, like, that base level of just, like, do I like this or I don't? But I also understand that that's, like, not the best way to actually talk about a book if you're, like in the critical world it, it it comes across as way too subjective and i just feel like that's incorrect well,
1: yeah i because th- i think the other thing is yeah like you said subjective like uh you have one if you have one person who's more of like uh you know an image more, you know than than an actual like human being who's having uh you know a pleasurable time reading other people's works then you just get, like, the kind of, yeah, I feel like I this, I feel like that. And I think, like, when we've talked about stuff, I think we've all at some point disliked something that someone else chose and, like, we're just not in it and we're just like, I want to fucking just get through it. But then the discussion, right, that is kind of forced and uh, sometimes probably not pleasurable for one of us to have to go through because we didn't like the work, ends up being, at the very least, like, you can drag out some more usually good sentiments about, or not sentiments, but, you know, just like, uh, I don't know, informative.
0: Well, it's about justification, uh, right? Like, it's like, okay, like, we can, you know, you can, I'm not, you you don't have to invalidate anyone's experience of of just, like, not enjoying engaging with something. But, like, you can, I mean, go back, you can go back and listen to our shows where various people didn't like shit. And there's always you know more and more or less articulate explanations of why right like here's why this didn't work for me here's here's like some shit that didn't click or didn't feel good or you know whatever and it's 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 not just like that you know if your starting point is oh, i didn't like it it was bloodless which is just to me i'm sorry i'm, I'm, sorry <laughs> I'm fixating on that word but it's, to me it's just like such a um it's such a fucking Uh, uh, you know, shell game where it's like, what does that, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like it's, there's no, there's no way of explaining what that term means other than I didn't like it. And, you know, I don't think that we do that very often.
2: Bloodless is bloodless.
0: (laughs) Right. Bloodless is as bloodless does.
2: Yeah. I think there's something to be said too about like, if like, since we started this as a book club and we, I think we do it the right way, we're actually talking about the book. Um, I think that if you're just a single entity on YouTube talking about books that you like or dislike, you end up creating, like, your own feedback loop loop within yourself. And you're just, like, you're doubling down on your own personality and your own personal choices with no one else to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Which I think is, like, almost all of the booktubers out there, it's like, they're, they're just, they're reading a book by themselves and they're not getting any other points of view from any of any other people. Um, So that's one thing I like about our our club is that like, you know, if I was just on YouTube making book reviews, I would probably just be reading Murakami novels, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. um, And it's, it's just so helpful. Yeah. It's just so helpful to, to have other people to talk to about why you like something and why you dislike something. And someone like Cliff is just like doubling down on what he, who he is, and just buying more leather jackets and growing <laughs> out his mustache longer and shit. Um, so yeah, there's, there's an aspect to it that's like uh, people are just going about it the wrong way. I, I think you you need the discussion, even though book clubs can be lame and boring and turn into wine clubs. Yeah, if they're <laughs> done right, um, they can be really helpful, and you can enjoy books that you maybe wouldn't have enjoyed or wouldn't even pick. Like, you know, so many of the books I wouldn't have even come across if you guys didn't suggest them.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's another big thing for me is that, like, if, you know, the the very, like, I don't know, o- overly hopeful kind of notion about something like this is that, you know, you see people maybe demystification is the word that comes to mind because like yeah you need you you need I want more people to read. That would be good. I think as a start, I think more people should be reading and then uh making it not be this like um you know boring or uh, painful work or grind. It's like just showing that like you can talk about it with other people and it's also important to do that because like you said then, They'll bring inputs that you never would have had on your own. Because I know a lot, another thing about readers is that a lot of them tend to be very isolated in that pursuit. And I think it needs to be more um, communalized or something or like, you know, you, you, you more open to having other people. You know, at the same time, like I was just contradicting a bit because, like, the book club I was in before was was bad. I, I, the books were bad, and I didn't like it, and no one wanted to talk about it. But you, so you still have to choose who your like people are. Yeah, which is yeah. why I think that's
2: what I mean. Like the the club idea is a good idea, but it's it's so often done poorly. and People just don't have the right attitude coming into it that it just turns into something maybe worse than if you're reading on your own, maybe.
1: And then just yeah. like Cliff. And then, like, you know, YA people and, like, Murphy Napier people. uh, And even R.C. Walden. Wholesome, but I just hate him. Yeah. Uh, You know, they're all mystifying it in some way that I find annoying. Because they're, like, pushing a sort of brand of what it means to read. uh, All three. And it's, like, none of it's... Should be how you end up, in my opinion. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's like you're not a little baby who's gonna just read about dragons and castles all the time. You're not gonna be Mr. Cool Guy reading about sex and death all the time, like uh, Cliff. You know, these are not the endpoints, or you're not some like little, like, you know, pointy headed nerd academic guy who's like reading is good for empathy and and creating an intellectual environment. It's kind of all the above, and therefore none of those. Specifically, like, I don't know, those all feel yeah. like dead ends ultimately.
0: Yes, I mean, I, I agree, and I also think, like, when you're talking about you know, some of the some of the like YA booktubers or the fantasy booktubers or whoever you mentioned, Murphy Napier, like, the other thing with those folks is just like they, <clears throat> they're, they like, you said, their end point, they're sort of the, the, the bedrock of everything is, well, if you disagree, that's fine, you can just do whatever, it doesn't matter. And let like, people like stuff yeah. yeah and and then i'm just like okay i then i don't really know what we're doing like if we're not involved <laughs> yeah, yeah. in if we're not involved in at least and maybe this is my like full disclosure my background is in is in philosophy and i'm interested in like making arguments and not not having arguments but like justifying beliefs and justifying like why i think this or that certain thing and if if you if you go through a 10 minute video explaining like oh i love this character and i liked this book and then at the end, you say, but if you didn't, it doesn't matter. It's fine. And like then just that's the end of the story. I don't know. I feel like it's, you're not inviting conversation. You're not inviting any, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, you can't. There is no conversation to be had at the end of the day, except I did, I liked it. You didn't. Okay. Right.
2: Well, at least, at least if you're taking that approach, at least explain, like, your personal choice, why you ended up liking it at, at the very least like why i like this character why this character appeals to me um, i think you can open or end it by saying like you know you can make your own argument but not that it doesn't matter you know what i mean like yeah yeah right well, i think most people don't
1: just take it the one step further that would make it actually worthwhile like we said you know the, the commonality between Someone like Cliff and Murph Napier, and uh, although they seem to be diametrically opposed to each other, you know, in their tastes, is that uh, there's there's like we said before, like the sentiment, and then there's no um, inquiry into why the sentiment is happening. Really, right. you know, there's like a ge- there's gestures towards like, being like I felt this way, and I think I felt this way because of this, and and it's pretty weak. It's pretty superficial.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's just this sort of like um, base it's it's you're just sort of like reporting phenomenology like you're just reporting (laughs) your experiences at that point and it's just like okay that's fine but it's not a conversation you know what i mean it's not Mm -hmm. a a, a, it's not a discourse it's just a report you know
2: yeah and i think that i mean that's one of my personal reasons why i like doing the podcast because like if i was up left to my own devices i would probably just like read for taste read for enjoyment read to like basically look at a pretty sunset you know and uh (laughs) doing a podcast engages my mind obviously and it forces us to talk about uncomfortable things and you know back up our opinions and it's all useful especially i mean for me especially as i've gotten older and anyone i really is that you can kind of fall back to your own devices, I guess, and just, like, kind of coast, and I always I always go back to, like, you know, a 50-year-old woman who just reads n- romance novels, and it's like, no one really wants to turn into that, and <laughs> I don't want to turn into that. I want to keep engaging my mind and, uh, you know, try to keep being excited about things, excited about new ideas, new authors, new ways of storytelling, new approaches to how someone can write a book, so...
0: The other thing that I'll say about um, Cliff specifically, <laughs> and this is, I mean, this probably applies to some degree to some of the other kind of like more li- like high minded, literary minded kind of um, um, booktube folks. And I would actually say that this is in, in my experience, not always, but in my experience, something that a lot of the like YA, sometimes some of the fantasy people do, frankly, a better job about is that in, for, for Cliff, there's no, he takes every book in total isolation, Right. In just there's no sense of the really the context in which it was written, political or cultural. There's no sense of the context in which he's interpreting it and engaging with it, political or cultural. It's all just face value. Kind of what it's a a very kind of, um, you know, reductive, literalist way of reading, which is just, you know, I'm just going to look at what's on the fucking page in front of me. And that's it. (laughs) You know, like he'll sprinkle in a little bit at the beginning, sometimes about an author's biography or something like that. Right. Right. Sense of there's no sense of, um, you know, political context, social context, historical context. It's it's all completely, you know, for for Cliff. And again, this is sort of in diametric opposition to what we've said about the way we read and sort of books being sequels to one another and putting them in context and all that. Right. For Cliff, every book is an island. And I think that that's among the most harmful and le- least useful ways of, of engaging with literature,
2: and kind of any form of art too. I would say, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Like, not every movie is an island. Not every no, you know, artist, musical artist is a an island. You, there's always connections and ways of thinking about things in more expansive ways. So, yeah, it's but especially in literature, I would say it's the most jarring.
1: And it's and it's and it's also just a pleasurable to um to suss out the connections between things even if they're like hundreds of years apart you know like that creates uh you know a historical account of like ideas moving through time and like talking about history and all of these things it's it It can be fun, is my point. I'm trying, (laughs) you know what I mean. Like it's fun. That's the only way you're going to get people to like sort of redefine what it means to be having a good time and like enjoying something and having fun.
0: And 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 of course, and of course, that sort (laughs) of that way of reading, (laughs) that 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 sort of like, you know, parochial, isolated way of reading, invites the sort of well, I liked it or I didn't like it, and there's nothing else to say about it kind of thing. Because if it's just about you and the book. And there's no context, there's no history, there's no culture, there's no, like, politics involved, there's nothing bigger than you, it's just that dyadic relationship between the book and you, then then I can see why some people would get to the point where they're like, well, what else am I supposed to say about it? I didn't like it.
1: Which is why... that's what i am supposed
0: to say about it? I did like it.
1: I feel like that leads to uh, another thing we wanted to bring up, which is uh, the phenomenon of people being like, yeah, I don't really read fiction, like, it's just fake.
0: You know well, I mean? Oh, yeah. I, we have
2: to talk about this. This is a fun. That reminded me of a memory I have of like, I think we were in high school, Gabe, and I was talking yeah. about some fantasy book or like Lord of the Rings or I'm pretty sure something. it was Lord <laughs> of the Rings. And you were like, well, what was the exact quote you said? So you this, basically,
0: is, this is one of my worst. I just want to put that this, this is <laughs> arguably my worst take of all time.
2: It was something like, I don't read anything that actually can't happen. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> You're like, I can't, I don't read things that can actually happen in the real world.
0: I only read books that, that could happen.
2: Yeah, that's what it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. So cocky. I was like, I was like 16, I think. Yeah, no, you no, know. that's honest. But that's no, being honest, you still, know. It was a, it was, that's a, that's a, that's a bad take.
1: But also, you know, when you were 16, it's funny because like, you were actually reading you and I had a sort of unofficial like book club in our teen college years
2: very briefly and like we were you reading guys a lot. Sit sitting in the bathtub naked together reading the same book.
0: Yeah, just rose petals and I milk. Just our I arms intertwined, just reading <laughs> each other's copy.
1: <laughs> I, no, I'm leaning back in your lap and you're holding your book out in front of me. We're, <laughs> <reading it. laughs> uh, we're like, wow, this is great. I love uh, post war European literature. That's right. Uh it's like, rest your legs. <laughs> but so there was like a, a, a period, and then, like you mentioned at the top, uh, you stopped for a really long time yeah and i wanted to ask i wanted to get an official explanation
0: yeah so on the record sure um yeah i mean i you know so like i said i really stopped reading fiction between between the ages probably of like 20 23 and 32 or 23 and you know whatever how long have we been doing this a year at this point not a yeah. podcast something like but i don't know when we started the actual uh, like we're getting together and reading books, but
1: approaching a year. Yeah.
0: Um You know, so yeah, I, I was kind of not reading any fiction. I read, I was, I was still reading some stuff. I was reading, I was reading, star Wars. Some, I do, I do have a very soft <laughs> spot for star Wars novels for sure. Shit is good. And I will go to the mat on that. And this is why <laughs> I still, this is why, you know, I don't, we can talk about genre, I guess in a bit, but like sure. I, 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 I have love for all my fantasy and, and YA people out there. For oh sure. yeah. For I know. Sure. I know. Yeah, I know. But, um, and yeah, we can come back to that, but, but, uh, uh, what was I saying? Um, so, so yeah, I quit reading, you know, part of it, I'll, I'll, you know, was, it wasn't necessarily some like big, um, you you know, decision where I said, I'm putting the hammer down. I'm I'm no more fiction for (laughs) me. It it wasn't, it It stops.
2: It stops here. (laughs) It stops now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and my this has axe. to my ass stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was no, um, there was no moment like that. You know what I mean? That's good. Um, and it, it, you know, a big part of it was <laughs> a big part of it was <laughs> practical. I was going into a, 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 a an intensive kind of master's degree in philosophy, and eventually wound up doing a PhD and. Um, not in philosophy, in a different discipline because academic philosophy is toxic. You shouldn't put that out there. And, um, you know, there was just practical limits to what I could be doing with my free time. Like, I just had to, I I just had to be reading stuff that was relevant to my academic work for most of my free time. You know what I mean? It was, and then if I, and then, you know, if you're, you know, at least for me, if I'm doing... maybe this gets into like how we read a little bit too and we can talk about that later but like if I'm spending all day reading you know whatever Rawls or fucking Foucault or whatever the fuck it is you know I'm sitting there for five six hours reading this shit the one of the last things I want to do is jump into like a difficult or or like you know hard fictional text like that right it, it doesn't have that you know you know i think this gets to the question of like how we read why we read I, it's not when i'm reading obviously i find it pleasurable but it's not like it's not like sitting down and fucking just watching like reruns of parks and rec or whatever like you know what i mean you can't it's not relaxing to me in that way yeah it's se. like you know what i mean your
2: mind was uh at that frequency for hours and hours reading a certain way and you don't want to relax by still reading, basically, right? Yeah, it's like if if you worked all day at a pudding factory, you're not going to go home and, like, eat pudding from a different company. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful.
0: (laughs) I'm going to try out this pudding. (laughs) From a different company. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's like... Or another sort of analogy, like, I worked in food food service for a long time in in the restaurant industry and even the best... Like, the best chefs, the best professional chefs that I ever worked with, they were like, oh, I never cook for myself at home. Like, ever. Like, I fucking order. I go, when I'm done, I order Taco Bell and I get fucking Dunkin' Donuts for <laughs> breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, it's the same sort of principle. You know, obviously reading totally. philosophical texts or political texts is a different type of reading than reading fiction, I, I would say. Although there's similar... But in terms of like activating your brain and like, okay, what am I making of this? What is the, what, what, what what's the meaning here? Like, how am I interpreting this? It, there's similar sorts of things going on, I would argue. And so, there was a big part of me that was just like, I just don't, I no, you know what I mean? I can't. I wanna I wanna play video games or I wanna fucking watch TV or whatever. Um, right. So there was that kind of that was that was a big aspect of it, frankly. Like it it wasn't it wasn't so much anything like ideological, I guess, why I stopped reading fiction. I mean, there were moments when I was like, and, and I think we probably had some of these conversations early on when I was like starting the master's d- degree, when I was still like a shitlord lord about certain things and the superiority of philosophy and whatnot, where I, I probably did have moments where I was like, oh, it's not worth engaging with. I have, right. I, oh, why why would I read fiction when I haven't finished, you know, reading heidegger's works or what you know whatever like oh it's just it's just a better use of my time like so there definitely were times where i was making kind of like some value judgments like that um but i wouldn't say that was like the overriding thing
1: that's good i I, yeah i I wasn't sure what the ratio was there but i do know a lot of people who um you know like my dad uh uh, who are just like it the utility of of fiction reading is zero so i'm not going to you know, I'm going to read a, you know, the closest you, I'll, I'll get is like a, the, a biography of a Supreme Court judge or something. You know what I mean? Like oh, good just, Lord. You know what I mean? Like the dad's, the dad fiction of, or the dad uh, book of like a, some sort of historical account of something or like a biography of a yeah. president, a you history know,
0: of the development of tanks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just like literally that shit. It's like data information about the history of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
2: My dad recently read a book, like a, 1500 page book about the civil war yeah it was like uh oh, that's like again which me. shout outs that's no, great I mean, that's Love probably it. pretty cool again I watch it's... the ken burns documentary i would much oh would nice watch that. yeah
1: it's ju- it's just the justification for the exclusion of the other thing that's the right. problem right. you know it's like go go read a biography it's just that it's like that's all i want to do and i literally am just like fiction is just like made made up floff. <laughs> slop right. blah blah
2: blah right yeah which is like it's something i totally disagree with because i mean even back to when we were in high school and gabe you would just like bring out these <laughs> crazy movies for us that i just you know i still get or i got a lot out of them when i was a youngster they make you think about things in life in a very different way and it's a new experience and books are exactly the same way like i'm, I'm thinking in particular of like Sweet movie? <laughs> still
0: one of my favorite movies. Sweet movie is that still movie is good. Is still one of I'll have my favorite like nightmares
2: movie. about it still like the, the poop coming up on the freaking elevator. Or was <laughs> it wasn't going down. I yeah. forgot. It.
0: it was going up.
1: I wanted yeah. to take that sugar ba- sugar bath or whatever so bad. Oh my god. Just so. roll around nude and sugar and then, and then chocolate and, and then die and get stabbed and blood sugar. <laughs> <laughs> my blood sugar's spiked. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good uh, example. Go ahead. Oh, just, like, um, an early example, right, of stuff that, that felt almost, like, honestly, you know, like, all those, like, movie nights, you know, watching weird shit uh, yeah. felt better educationally in a lot of ways than the high school we were going to. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good example of, like, uh, I don't know, like, engaging with some art form in weird, you know, off-the-rails kind of ways that felt very, like impactful and and, uh immediate um
0: yeah i I don't know i I mean yeah well and i'll I'll say it i don't know what you guys think about this one one thing that has definitely notably changed for me in terms of reading fiction since you know my 20s my early 20s is that you know i used to sort of read a book and and kind of sort of do the cliff thing just kind of take it face value and like you know and and I would get mad sometimes. I was like, "Oh, this book's not uh, this book's not political enough. This book doesn't have any interesting philosophical ideas in it, or it doesn't have any, you know, it's 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 not uh, whatever engaging with interesting topics. the things I so, like, whatever, yeah. yeah." And something that I have come to believe very strongly is that all texts and that I, construing texts broadly in the sort of like Derridian sense, like art, movies, TV, literature, everything, right. Um, all texts are inherently political and they're inherently dealing with different like philosophical ideas and difficult concepts even if they're not re- even if they're not uh, directly addressing them right right and I think that is one of my main kind of disagreements with you know certain certain people who read in a different way It's you know all every work of literature or cultural production is, in a context and is participating in a context and has views on that context, whether or not it's explicitly saying so. And so that has, for me, increased my ability to enjoy, I guess, or think about certain types of of literature or art that that I was not equipped with back then.
1: That's a good approach. Like, um, I feel like people, maybe a lot of the time, they just, if they don't have their particular little bells dinged. right. Right in stuff, then they go. It's it's uh, it's just kind of boring. Uh, and and no yeah, sex, broadening.
0: No sex, if I'm Cliff, there's no sex and death in this book, therefore it sucks.
1: Right, or sometimes there is, but it's like you know, written by a woman.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in which case, it's in which case it's bloodless.
1: Yeah, it's sort of bloodless and hysterical. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, like once again, like the idea is like sort of broadening a sense of. Of what's there almost, right? Which, you you know, when people get in their little grooves um, and they don't have, like, very specifically some Pavlovian bells dinged uh, through, like, keywords and concepts being, like, literally dropped and named... Uh, it, it makes it harder to, like, derive enjoyment as well.
0: Which is, okay, to get back to BookTube a little bit and the sort of Murphy Napiers and stuff of the world and the, the, the YA people and the fantasy people, I see that a lot in that in that group of people. Like, they yeah. literally will make videos about, what are your favorite tropes? Yeah, and, like, if they love this, tropes. If this trope isn't in the book, I don't want to read it. Yeah. Or if this trope is in the book, I'm automatically going to like it. And it's like they that, literally get down to the to the level of like, if this book has an old grit, like old wizard that guides the hero, I'm gonna love it no matter what. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so stupid.
2: Yeah, that's like it, it reminds me of someone like watching like a sitcom just because they want to hear the the catchphrase every episode. That's right. the same thing. Do the thing, which is Do true. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which is like. Hear, Chandler say, "Can I be wearing my ironclad or whatever?" Yeah. <laughs> How you
0: doing? Bazinga! You know, Are yeah, you sure? b- bazinga.
1: <laughs> People want to hear Bazinga. Challenge oh.
0: accepted.
1: Uh Good lord. I think of that. Uh, I think of that Simpsons episode where uh, they're at a concert and Homer's watching ZZ Top perform, <laughs> and uh, he's just he gets annoyed because they're playing whatever that song with "Working Overtime" yeah. is. And he just wants to hear them say "working overtime," and he's just like, "Get to the working overtime part." <laughs> <laughs> like, so he even likes the song, but only one part. Yes. <laughs> so I kind of like—I don't know—maybe that's analogous in some way.
0: Well, and I think it speaks to—it speaks to this attitude that some people have when they read, and you know, I—I uh, I would put Cliff in this group and some of these other BookTube people and. You know, it's sort of like, <clears throat> um, okay, you're, again, it's that dyadic relationship where it's just the book and just the reader. And I feel like the attitude going in for a lot of people is sort of like sitting back with their arms crossed, like, all right, well, impress me, right? Show right. me what you got. Like, give you know, you know, give me, be good. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas the, my attitude at this point going into reading literature is like, <clears throat> I assume from the beginning that there's something of value in the book and it's my job to try to fucking figure out what it is.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that I think is like not pleasant to think about for. Cause
0: it's more work.
1: Cause it's like your onus is on uh, you partially, you know, you're not, it's not uh, as much like a movie in, in that way where there's, um, er, no, that's not fair. But like you, yeah, if you're engaging with art uh, and it's worth anything, you are also the onus is on you to do some work. <laughs>
0: yeah. You can't
1: just be like, and just like flows into your mouth. Right.
0: Yeah. Which I think people want sometimes. They're just like, Oh yeah, well, yeah they do. Me, they give me the good stuff.
2: People, they enjoy their own habitual close-minded creature of habit tropes. Like they want to like sink into that shell of comfort. Like, Oh, this has a wizard. I love wizards. <laughs> I'm going to read this book. And there's like, they, they're, they're, there's a wall up in their line of thinking and they don't even want to begin to knock it down or cross it and maybe they don't even know how to people don't know even know how to read a book differently right not even if they just don't want to they don't even know how and yeah maybe
0: well no i mean i think that that's the other thing is that there's there's a level of like people assume a level of like transparency right like a book is a thing i just sit down and i read the words and that's it right like i read yeah. the words in the sequence and then <laughs> did i like it or not where in reality reading is a skill there's a lot of work that goes into it it's not just this you sit down and just fucking do it and then that's the end uh, at least that's how i feel about it
1: yeah i i think you know the Right, you you build up uh, again, like the ability to parse like different styles and and their effects on you, and like um, create a catalog essentially through reading of different things to reference that like you know are very personal to you. After a while, you know what I mean. Like, sure. it, it, I feel like you can develop a, a something more of like a. a robust identity or like personality almost or like uh maybe i'm just ham-fistedly trying to say it's enriching <laughs> or something like no, i
0: mean i think the same way people have writing styles think mean, people have reading styles right you have you have a way of engaging with the text and it's 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 not purely you know subjective in terms of the interpretation but it's the way you and we've talked about this before maybe we can talk about it again in a bit but it's the way you approach text right the, your orientation <laughs>
1: Yeah, and like the for the trope thing, you know, I see this you know uh, with people who like movies a lot, uh, and I, I you know heavy, heavily inferencing a particular person. Uh, the construction.
2: Greg Turkington.
1: It's Greg Turkington. Black <laughs> <Lock> bags. <laughs> <laughs> the um, almost the like you know, and I and I'm a. It's it's hard to like criticize this stuff, but also like. I'm just kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth like I am still like the, there's a place for this stuff and it's and it's good, you know what I mean? But um whatever my uh, personal opinions are about like doing it too much. So like th- for him the emphasis is like
0: so heavily on structure. Uh I'm so, I'm sorry. Who's the him we're talking about at this point? Patrick. Oh, okay. Uh
1: there there I think, you know, personally there's a little overemphasis on like um the, you know, the beautiful Swiss watch structure at, at the cost of, um, I don't know, some sort of, at, at the cost of, like, an an, an actual uh, idea being brought to bear. You know, it's, like, a beautifully crafted narrative, and I think this is what uh, genre fiction also provides for a lot of people, is, like, this smooth ride through this, like, perfect, seamless machine, almost. And like the emphasis is too much on enjoying that experience and being sort of dazzled by the how finely the little cogs and everything like spin and whatever, and 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 not what the what it was for or to what it was serving or anything like
2: that. You know what I mean?
1: I don't yeah, know. That's I, that's I, my take on genre
2: stuff. I guess. I agree with you for the most part. I think. I mean, the an overemphasis on structure in literature is yeah it's limiting but I I would also say that like maybe you guys disagree but I think the mountain lion is a good example of like pretty solid structure like I think it's just like a really great narrative beginning to end story maybe it's not like you know exactly what a perfect I don't know quote-unquote perfect structure of a novel should be but everything did feel like the gears lined up and everything hit hard at certain points Um So I think that it can make something more enjoyable, like, uh, even, uh, what's the time travel movie with Marty McFly (laughs) fucking back back to the the future, (laughs) back to the future. I mean, Uh that's one of those, you know, those movies that's like, Oh, the structure of it is so good. It hits all these right beats and you know, you can enjoy, I think there's no real issue of enjoying something for that, you know, for that reason, but It is limiting, and you have to go beyond that. And I think it's helpful to read uh, authors or watch movies that push the boundaries of structure. Right. Um, I don't really find it necessary, but maybe it is necessary if you're hyper-focused on one way of storytelling. Because I just feel like you're limiting yourself to a different experience and to think about things differently and opening up new ways of thought
1: yeah, I get, get that's the emphasis. It's just uh, every time there's some of, some of this like stumbling block mode of thinking. It's just more like just open it up, open it up. You know, like like you'll have a better time. You will like your life will be improved if you right. if you can uh, you know accommodate some of these other things that aren't this this one thing. Basically, this feels. I feel like I'm talking about very basic shit at this point. Well, you know? Yeah,
0: but I mean, it it feels basic. But it's like if you look at the landscape of <coughs> you know sorry excuse me um people who talk about this shit online you don't see that it's just f- do the things you like don't do the things you don't like and okay <laughs> and then just like
1: s- sexualized bookshelf tours where it's like oh my god look how and that's that's the other thing there's a there's a perverted energy or there's a fetish energy going on in some of the book stuff too with like here's my big thick ass book or here's my like burdened bookshelf of just so many tomes oh yeah definitely where yeah. uh. it's just like then there's just like the straight up just consumer aspect of like having a bunch of books and that being its own identity that's cool <laughs> when it's equally which, I, agree,
2: which I like i don't i agree with that though having books is cool Maybe <laughs> no it is i just think it books they look nice a nice full that's bookshelf true
1: but there is just that like like i was saying like the 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 bookshelf tours that are just like sweeping and it's just like oh these are all the my bookshelf books
0: bookshelf tour though the, yeah i do
1: too i know i don't know how to describe it i'm trying to like weave between the two i'm like it's fetishy and it can be bad but also yeah. i love it and a bookshelf tour is like speed rec- like super speed recommendations essentially right so i don't know yeah. well,
0: maybe we should maybe we should ask the question like how do we find books to read that question, by the way, comes from uh, Taylor Swift on Twitter. Oh, thank oh yeah, you,
1: yeah, that's good. Um,
0: because I think that's one thing, like you say, Matt. I think that's one of the appeals of these some of these BookTube channels is that it's just people want to find books to read, or you know, right. Whatever. They don't
1: necessarily want to hear the unpacking, and yeah. which is, you know, I, I was gonna I forgot to say that I think I do think the medium of YouTube in particular is is pretty hostile to uh, to what you're describing, like some hour long analysis of something for it's sure d- definitely not meant for that or you know isn't isn't nice to that kind of creator
0: right we're not mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not we're molding <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i do get asked that question myself
0: what how do you find books to read? you're like how the fuck did All you right, well, pick this and how do you how do you what's your answer do you guys have an easy answer to this question? no I mean, I I have some answers. Yeah, Paul, go ahead.
2: I mean, I I mean to be honest, my we didn't talk about my book journey, but I didn't read a lot in the last like five years until the book club. So, I I mean, only recently in the last year have I had, I've been forced to try to find new books. So, my
0: talk about your journey then too.
2: Well, I mean, I I just I spent a lot of years working hard hours, and I just never felt like reading a book. I read like one book a year for like five years straight. I was just like, I don't want to fucking read. I want to watch TV. He doesn't like I was thinking about your reasons for not reading, Gabe, is because you were reading, you know, for your job, or for your life during your day, during your your days. But for me, it was just like, I'm too exhausted and I don't want to. <laughs> I want to yeah. watch TV. I want to watch The Office. Um, I've always like obviously liked reading and picking up a book that would like change the way I think or whatever. But only in the last year since we started the club, I had to I've been forced to have to find books on a weekly basis. Right. So my process is really just like through the Kindle app through, um, kind of through Goodreads, uh, really just through like Amazon and Kindle, which is the same thing, but you can find a lot, uh, just searching through there, especially like, it, you know, I downloaded a bunch of book club books on my Kindle and they'll recommend authors and you just find them.
0: Yeah. I, I think I I would, add in there and turn, like <clears throat> just to get back to some of the like, critiques of booktube culture and you know contemporary online reading culture it's like it's that same the, one of the problems here is that people and there's an app now I forget what it's called but there's a new app I saw I got an ad for it a few days ago where basically like you put in your favorite books and it and it just re- spits out like more books that are like those ones that it thinks you're, you'll like right and I think that that is very bad Um, and I think that that it, 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 it's the same sort of attitude that like, I'm, I only like, I like what I like and I like two or three types of things and that's all I'm going to read forever. And I think it'll,
1: it'll burrow down on you and make it even more limiting as time goes on. Algorithm life. Yeah,
0: basically. And I think that one of the, one of the reasons that people feel like they have trouble finding books to read is because they have read all of the, you know, 20 or 30 books that meet their very, very specific criteria for things that they like. And they're just like, well, there's no more. There's no more books to read. There's no more books that I that I would like because I only like fucking three types of things. <laughs> and they're very specific. <laughs> and so what the hell? Where, where are the books? There's just no more books. And it's, yeah. I think, it's, but if you're it's in a really a... bad attitude. Sometimes you just got to pick up a fucking random book and read it.
2: Yeah, which I've which I've done before for the club. I picked up Shella and read it.
0: Remember yeah, that? that was our no first. first that was the episode, first one. I, think, right? I just picked that up yeah.
2: success. Good book. But uh, I was just gonna say, it, but it, being in a book club though, and getting books from other people like you guys, it expands my pool on the on Amazon and Kindle because like it's not just like Murakami. Mirakami, Mirakami. What else would I like? You know, the pool is a lot bigger because I have so many different authors Confuse that Confuse the
0: algorithm. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's not
2: gonna, just going to recommend, you know. Think about fighting it. Think about you're in combat
1: with the algorithm. Exactly. You start seeing some patterns, try and fuck it up. Yes. <laughs> like, even now, like, I, like I'll watch YouTube because I do work on my at home on my computer, so YouTube is sort of a nervous tick. I'm always, like, sort of going there. I hate my fucking Rex at this point. I'm in I'm in hell, Save, wreck hell right now, dude. I'm like, do I? Have, how did I get here? <laughs> like I'm just like, like oh, all this shit. Seriously, it's like all this shit sucks. How did I? It, and it's like my bad, you know. I have to cop up to it. Like it's recommended to me through me apparently. So it's like
0: no, dude. Fuck that. Don't. I got to read. Well, I'm just you.
1: It's not. I just have to reshuffle and like break out of you know, the ease of of using its recommendations. Right. But yeah algorithm bad i think a general stance but i also understand like not unqualifiedly just a bad thing right yeah. my dad he listens to new music he never would listen to because of like spotify discover and all that shit sure. uh so i can't just be like blanket like this sucks and is bad for everybody but for the most part yes right it's a fee for the most part it's just the same feedback loop kind of thing all right. the time
0: yes 100 percent. which is again it, you know it's there's it's a double-edged sword right because there's the type of algorithm that'll get you some new stuff but then there's this it's it also functions in the same way of just sending you further into the the, the spiral of like here's the two things you like and that's it
1: yeah so yeah I don't, I don't know man I, I have a hard time answering this question to people and I feel bad because it's like people that actually are like, oh, maybe, you know, I want to shake things up. I want to read. And yeah. I'm just like, you know, my best answer is like uh, just start. And then over time, uh, just keep tabs and all the all the various authors you like and, and pay attention to what they might say they liked about it. And, and find people you trust, whose opinions you trust and ask them and just follow these rabbit holes you know, get as many different little like leads as you can and follow their like splinterings off into, you know, everything else. And eventually it snowballs and you tend to have a pretty consistent over years, eventually, you tend to have a pretty consistent like, I want to read this like all the time. Right. But it's not easy, I would say. It's not, it's not, or it's not a quick thing that you can just do.
0: No, not at all. I mean, I think, you know, what I, yes, I think it, that's the other thing is that it it, it takes work. It's not just like, the books don't just appear to you that generally speaking that you right and like. they're good and you love and, them and they're good and yeah. you <laughs> love them you know what I mean? and that's the other thing is you might have to read some books that you fucking don't like god forbid god forbid anyone has to do anything they don't 100% <laughs> enjoy all the time these days you know and you as well yeah exactly uh just in but in terms of purely pragmatics one thing that I'll say that I use a lot is the Goodreads like lists um like, mm-hmm. if you have a book that you like, or that you enjoyed, just go to the bo- page of the book, and it'll give you, like, 20 or 30, like, lists that it's been included on. And they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty widely varied in terms of, like, it, you know, what they are. Some of them are genre-based. Some of them are, like, books that were written in this decade. Click that list. See what's in there. Fucking, some of them are, like, books that, that, that are, that they get really specific. Like, books that fucking reference animals in the title. Go check yeah. it out. You know what I mean? Like, go see what books are in that fucking list. Click a couple of them randomly. See what, you know, who cares? You know? Um, who do we
1: like? Who do we like that talks about books?
0: Ooh. Uh, Orpheus? Yeah, shout-outs. I'm going to have to shout-out Orpheus. On YouTube. Um, he was going to come the- on the show. Let's, let's try to make that happen again at some point.
1: <clears throat> he So he, he digs up some weird ones. He's the, Again, the, the good people are... Uh, are pretty singular, right? Which is what you want. They're uh, it, it's so clearly not a brand, first off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. you, no one would accuse Orpheus of like being disingenuous about his love of like Appalachian slang dictionaries. Right, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, no one's gonna be like, "Wow, way to cop out, Orpheus." <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're, they're just like you know, there's no uh,
0: bandwagons there.
1: Yeah, there. It's just like it tends to be like people. <laughs> I forget what his name is. He's this, like, old man who just, he, he's like, let's go to my basement. And his whole basement is, like, just wall to wall hoarder levels of books. That's great. And I don't he's even just know who like, I, yeah, I can't either
2: remember his name, but, uh. Was he on the show Hoarders? Is that what you're thinking of? No. I
1: wish. I love Hoarders. It's all books, so. so it can't necessarily be called that. Um, but yeah, like, I like Paper Bird a lot. He's more popular, yeah. but, uh, and he makes weird ass videos, but, um, his wrecks are pretty all over the place. I like it. Yeah. Um, so there's also that route, right? You know, um, dig a little, dig around a little, uh,
0: yeah, there's plenty of people who make videos about books on YouTube that have like 10 subscribers and yes. like, there's, some of them are good yeah you know and they they're doing a job kind of like us kind of like us (laughs) us. we have (laughs) Um, 70 so (laughs) almost
2: 80 i just checked we have 78. hell
0: yeah dude that's good let's get that to 100 people if you're not subscribed to our youtube channel go over there we sometimes post we do stuff over there that we don't do here
1: but yeah uh cranks untelegenic weirdos all these kind of things like us, tend to be, <laughs> tend tend to be uh, a a good start. People with very few subscribers, tends you know, that's where you know you're going in for the love of the game. They haven't been co-opted uh, to uh, you know suddenly just be friends with authors and be like I happen to love you know this guy's book and right. here he is on the show and shit like that. It is funny to think of like Paola and shit going on in the book sphere, but uh, it happens a oh, little definitely. bit. Oh, definitely. Um. I love so, yeah.
0: I love Carly, UnCarly on YouTube, dude. She's crack up. Oh yeah. She's funny. Yeah. I think her videos are hilarious and good. Yes. Uh, also just such a like unique I mean, I don't know, I, I had never seen you know, she's pretty new channel, but she's already pretty big. Yeah, she she grew fast. <clears throat> she blew up, as they say. And, not jealous. I, I just no, not jealous at all. Um but I just think her her videos are really funny. She does like, you know, for people who don't know her. Again, on Carly on YouTube, but her um, she does like, she like goes around the internet and finds like book recommendations. This is not the only thing she does, but it's one of the funnier things that I think she does. She goes around the internet and finds like places where celebrities have recommended books, like you know, <laughs> like the like uh, you know, Taylor Swift or or Haley Steinfeld or whoever the fuck, you know, some yeah. random people. Or the Jonas Brothers, and like reads like three of the books that they recommend for a video. And talks about it. Oh, I just found one where really she read funny.
2: Timothy Timothy Chalamet's yes. favorite books.
1: <laughs> she said he was like basically was the character from uh, uh, God. What is that movie where he's like in high school and he's reading like Howard Zinn?
0: Yeah, I don't know the name of the movie, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what you're talking about uh, Lady Bird. Lady Bird, right? Right? right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like I think she's funny, and I like it just again, not a lot of pretense in terms of like attitude.
1: Yeah, exactly, and like I like that there's like a, a spin on it and whatever you know, like uh, sh- she has a good like. I, the, the yeah the the celebrity reading list thing is like very funny. I'd say that's, that's a hilarious. really good that's a really good angle. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I wish we thought
2: of that
0: idea. <laughs> we could just. I don't know if we it. I don't know if we could have pulled it off. Yeah, we couldn't know. No. It's um, like,
1: hey, I'm reading Harry Styles' his favorite books. Like, you need to yeah. never not do this. That would be the strangest
2: yeah, thing for 30 year old guys to do. It might be funny yeah.
0: though. It could be funny. We could try. You know, yeah. um, what do you? What? Do you, what? You, maybe, maybe the sort of elephant in the room of, of of other big booktubers What do you guys think about Leaf by Leaf, Chris? What's your take?
2: Uh, i don't have a strong opinion about him honestly I've, I've watched a couple of his maybe like five of his uh his videos and i i i, I just don't have a really, really strong opinion i don't really want to even talk about it yeah, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough <laughs> i think i just don't feel like i can inform enough about it so I, yeah. yeah
1: he's a good he's a wholesome guy Super uh wholesome.
2: You know, I think he does.
1: He's got the love in his heart for the things he's talking about, which is, you know, carries a lot of weight with me. I think he is angling potentially to do a career shift and be, uh, be Michael Silverblatt's replacement.
0: Yes, (laughs) he interviewed. He interviewed him, didn't he?
1: Yeah, they have like correspondence. He's like friends. He has, you know, he's he's a very agreeable person. I'll say that's all I'll say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like, (laughs) you know, I will say I do like that he, his videos generally are a little bit longer than your average yeah. like booktube idiot which i he appreciate. has some insights yeah he has some insights and he does and i i appreciate that he will do you know one thing that i'll say that i really appreciate that he does is like he'll do follow-ups and do like a series like he does he's reading all of murakami's books and he's hated them all basically so <laughs> and That's he's still doing that. possibly one reason why
2: one. i don't really give his channel a lot of attention <laughs> is because he yeah i mean i appreciate him for reading all of them but we just have such different tastes, and I'm like, I'm not gonna watch any more of these because you hate all the books that I like, so yeah.
0: But, it, but in it, just in terms of like attitudinally, right? I think there's something for people to learn there. Like, I don't like this, yeah, but I'm gonna keep doing
2: true, it. True, true that, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I give him a lot of credit for that. I'm so yeah, he's plowing through, he's yeah. reading books he doesn't like, and to he's be fair, he has
0: liked a couple of them, but but
2: yeah. they're the they're the ones that are the they're least Murakami ish, like. yeah,
0: exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, do you know, I do if he think... liked
2: uh. Sorry. No, I'll ask this later. Guys. No, no, no. <laughs> what? I was do you, do you know if he's done one on South of the Border, West of the Sun?
0: He did, and I think he liked it more than some of the others. I know you like that one a lot. That's maybe my new favorite, yeah. So maybe I'm I pretty should... sure he did a video on it.
2: Is that an older one or a newer one? I don't it's know. Like but it's thing. very minimalist. Mid- oh middle? Okay. Middle. <laughs> it's very like non uh, magical realism, which is why he I, liked I, it. But yeah, it was I, really good.
0: I haven't read it, but my impressions is that it's kind of the same vibes as Norwegian, would, Norwegian which is there's would. no no like no f- fantastical shit at all really and it's just a story mm-hmm. about the people I yeah, see I, I liked see. it um, I, the one sort of critique yeah, I, I guess it. I have of of that of Chris's approach I, I do feel like sometimes he slides a little bit into the like big book good book like mentality yeah. like mm-hmm. bigger book more words better more complicated, yeah. better.
1: I think if, yeah, yeah. If we're gonna do level some friendly criticism, it would be the lit, the lit bro sort of um, preference of maximal kind of like yeah, heavy, and that's that's just good because yeah. someone did a lot of writing. And I, I would actually, I would, I would uh, again come on the show. But yeah, Orpheus is guilty a little bit of like being, I think, a touch dour. <laughs>
0: Everyone, come on the show.
1: <laughs> Everyone, please yeah. come on the show. Uh, yeah you know d- d- dismiss and and this is what you we were talking about earlier you know meaning um i think detrimentally dismissive of things um for not being uh again slotted into a category of heavy serious uh dense whatever kind of like you know way you want to describe it right and that being again the good use of their time, I think, in their consideration, right. Right? right? Like, the utility of being a literary person still then cuts down to, like, subcategories of, like, I won't read minimalist fiction because there's not as much words in it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? That, that kind of thing happens as well.
0: Right. I do, I mean, I, and I do think, like, I'm not saying this about any, any of these people specifically, but <laughs> I feel like it does get that simple for some people sometimes. They're like, this book's small and short, can't be that good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This I book, think that's true. This book is, like, really thick. It has thick pages. It has giant font. I love it. Big all that's, around. That's
1: why That's why I love the chunky flat books, the kids for baby, or the baby books yes. that have, because they have the thickest pages, because they're literally for sucking on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I de- and maybe this is a different topic at this point, but I definitely have issues with the, like, the culture of, like mystique and allure around some of these books that are just like oh it's just so big and they just they can't be understood by ordinary mortals and you have to fucking <laughs> you have to just like you know bow down and kiss the feet of gaddis or whoever because it's did you know like that the first uh, oh, genius.
2: the first copy of Moby Dick was actually every page was made out of ivory
0: no, is that, is that literally true? No. Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> damn it, Paul! That sounded cool as shit. That's, yeah, dude, that sounded like sort of plausible. Uh, yeah. Or at least that a copy like that exists somewhere.
1: Nah, we got it. He got us. He got Fuck. us. Guys. I got you.
2: He got, damn it. My it's delivery true, was way too earnest. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad joke. It.
0: No, it was a good joke because you got. That us.
2: would be a heavy book, though. You're right. <laughs> it would be very heavy. Yeah. It's like
0: that book that Rihanna just released. It's like it's it's like what the size of a mattress. Yeah, look it up. She made a huge book. It's like a, it's like a huge book. book of photography or something, I think.
1: It's not even a... It's like a too big for a coffee table.
0: Yeah, hold on. Let me see <laughs> if I can
1: find it.
2: I hate photography so much, I'm not even going to look at this link you're sending me.
1: Wow, whoa. What's wrong with photography, Paul?
2: It's lame. I don't want to get into it. That's fine. It's a lesser art form. Anyone can do it. Well,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just got into it. Yeah. Just yeah, a little taste for everybody. Just yeah, it's, it's called to it next week. Let's see the Rihanna book. What's it called? Let's
1: review her big picture
0: book and be like, I like these pictures. I, don't know, I think it, is it just called the Rihanna book? I hope that would be Bugana. funny. No, I don't know what it's called. Well, <laughs> uh, oh, I guess it's like a limited. <laughs> Bookana. Bookana oh, no. is the
1: laziest best joke.
0: <laughs> Bookana. Um, read on yeah it's called there's like there's a limited it, i guess it was a limited edition it's called queen size and it's like literally the size of a mattress
1: who the fuck would want has that there's
0: only there's only 500 copies of, in the world
1: she's really i guess she is pushing the limits of maximalist literature <laughs> yeah
0: exactly yeah la- exactly there's a there's a picture of her with it like next to a pool or something and it's like literally the size of a mattress it's insane that's so that's stupid. Uh, that's so yet. stupid. <laughs> it's so big.
2: I can't think of anything more dumb.
0: <laughs> that's so stupid at this particular moment. I'm kind of into it. Are the pictures cool? All. Here, let me send you a pic. Let me see if I can get a picture here. Uh, here's one. Anyway, this is bad uh, content.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't people. just be looking at Rihanna's photographs.
0: I can't find a good picture. Just Google it. Um,. But yeah, so I mean, but I th- but it's funny because I do think that there's something there culturally about just like in literature, and just like, oh my God, bigger, better, big words, more words, like more characters, plot is, is complicated and I can't, oh, I, oh,
1: yeah, exactly right. Like I'm a such a dumb sub, you I'm know, so, yeah, I'm, just yeah, be, it I'm is, being domed by this book.
0: It is, dude. It's like a fetish. These people just love being domed by these like old geniuses.
1: Well, the other can't
0: thing fucking interpret
1: Right Well, first of all, yeah, it's like I, I you know it's like um, once again, I, I would call it another limiting perspective of like uh, you know like something as famously in, incomprehensible quote unquote, as like Finnegan's Wake or right. something, right like being one of these legendary texts for that reason. It's like it's long, it took him a million years to write. It's, it's gobbledygook There's and references I love to
0: other cultures that we don't understand.
1: And, you know, like, I I don't think Joyce was like, I hope no one gets it.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Like,
1: I, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's also just like almost, uh, it's like fetishizing the impenetrability is almost like a way of not also trying to actually just read it and know what it's about.
0: Well, I also think, and this is is probably opening a can of worms, but like the, the very concept and this is a problem that I have with even a lot of the booktubers that I like, I will put Orpheus in this group, the concept of getting it, right? That there's one answer sure. to what this is about, what was intended, and you have to sort of you know, understand every aspect of the writing and the references and all of that, and then the answer, capital T, capital A will sort of manifest itself to you because you've done the work and i think that like it, it, it's that's i think false and harmful
1: it's not math you know you're not uh, exactly you're not uh, you're not plugging and chugging until you get to the answer right i think there's like i mean again i don't want to get into conversations about like intention versus reception and this kind of thing but like
2: you could you know i I've, no time
0: no, we don't have time for that. I got yeah, nowhere no. to be. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, we'll do another one of these episodes at some point.
1: Maybe, yeah. We'll get some more celebrity people to ask us uh, that's questions. That's right. um,
0: yeah. No, what was, was that train of some, thought here? Sorry. <laughs> sorry,
1: I'm just trying to remember.
0: Just like the the concept of like getting a book and Joe like fucking I don't
1: know. Oh, oh, and um, yeah, like Subjective right, criticism. there's criticism. You're you're not going to, like, yeah, the, part of one of the problems of, like, I don't know if they still do this or whatever, but right, like, part of the unpack, what is annoying about the unpacking thing, and why I think academia also, like, a bit kills, the, you know, enjoyment in its cradle a bit, and which is why a lot of people stop reading <laughs> when they uh, get into higher ed and stuff, weirdly enough, um, yeah is that you, you you know you're not again finding the gears of the thing and like seeing an answer. It's more like, but the author is still, I, I would say, like is trying to impart something very specific, usually. you know what I mean?:
0: You're saying you think that, or that's the attitude of academia
1: uh i I think that you know what I mean? Like there is an intention there. It could be like uh you know wide and 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 have a lot to it. So it's not quite like a number right appearing at the end of something you're like, "I got it. right. but there's a direction that you, you maybe you could have been led to or something, you know what I mean like something vaguer in a good way like
0: uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess like, yeah God, maybe we do have I mean you're inviting it, you're inviting getting into this a little. bit. I don't want to
2: get into it right now because it's gonna be huge. <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: <laughs> we, we don't we don't have to go too deep into it, I guess, but I guess what I just what I would say is that like. And, and again, this is a debate that's been hashed and rehashed. There's postmodernism and fucking intention and Bart and all that shit. Uh, but but it, you know, certainly it seems like the reasonable the reasonable attitude is that intention of the author matters. But it's one factor among many, and I sure. don't think there's really any particular reason to pr- even prioritize it, right? Like we could we can read a book. I you know I can't think of a good example off the top of my head right now. But like you know, say we read a book. And there's some, some, something that happens in the book and we're like, uh, you know, th- oh, this is about, this, this, this is, resonates with, um, you know, TikTok fame today, right? Is the book about TikTok fame? I, I don't even really know what that means, right? Or, or does, like, okay, probably not. Probably wasn't written when TikTok was a thing, right? But does that mean that it has nothing to say or can't inform our thinking about these topics, I don't think so. And I so I think that that's where the limits of the sort of like ah, I get it. I get what Joyce meant. I get what David Foster Wallace meant. Um because there are things and this is just the way language works, this is the way culture works, this is the way history works. There are things that we say that we don't mean to say. There are things that we do that have implications that we don't intend. It's just that's just how human behavior works. That's how language works. And I think that the sort of like um you know, ah, my goal here is to get exactly what this this person meant, and that's the that's it, and that's the end of the story. Right. I think that's limiting and 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 not super helpful. Yeah, well, yeah I, I think
2: that like. Oh, sorry, Matt. No, go ahead. I just, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I think something written, you know, 150 years ago, the author's intent could have been one thing, but it could can be more cultural, culturally analogous to something that's happening now or something that happened in the 80s like um i think that's all i was trying to say you know what i mean like yeah absolutely i can't think of a particular book right now but i think it was actually it came up when we were reading dickens maybe i don't know but there's plenty of Hmm. novels out there that i can't think of right now but like (laughs) yeah um you know the author of course wasn't thinking about what's gonna be the cultural landscape 100 years from their time um, but it can line up you know culturally uh politically socially in hundred years from when the from the time they writ they wrote it um so i don 't know exactly what that means but it it, it does it's, take the uh author 's intent out of it a bit because you can still get something very useful from from it
0: and I would say i would also just throw i would throw in that that it could can also be true of an author 's own time um that they can be subconsciously or unknowingly like make you know i mean like what there's uh, you know lord of the rings is a famous example right like tolkien famously is like this is not an allegory about world war this is not what i was writing about but of course it is whether he says it is or not um yeah. period
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i'll have to think about it further i have like just a twinge of disagreement that I am having trouble uh like verbalizing right now.
0: I yeah, I mean I'm not uh, yeah, it's, it's I think we just
1: established that I, I we both have like a sort of inverted version of what what's prioritized, but it's not like emphasized, it's just like what you get to and what sequence maybe <laughs> where you expand outward yeah, from I, yeah. from the from the source of the writing, which is my opinion, which is like, you know, just because an author I don't know. I would say it's even something to sit speak for the author like that their ideas through time are still able to be applied in, in ways that are valid, even though that person didn't have to like predict the future or whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I do, I think maybe here's the the disagreement to the degree that there is one, because I definitely agree that it's about, you know, whatever, concentric circles and making connections and all that mm-hmm. shit. But I, I guess for me at this point, the way that I'm, that I like to read generally is, not starting with the text and expanding outward, but starting with the context and situating the text first. hmm so I, I, again it's not that one is prioritized it's just what's your en- entry point what your starting sort of concern
1: Yeah I just uh, how wide do, how wide do you go with if you're starting from like the quote unquote historical context perspective?
0: I, mean, I I mean I I, I would want to know at, at least something about the author's sort of personal history their stat, sure. cla- class status their racial background if that's relevant what what country are they writing in what period of history where are yeah. they in literary history that's that's really all I mean um, and then you go from there
1: that's good but I think that still uh, means that the locus of interpretation is on a personage right maybe they're like not uh, it's not just their pure brain. Just pure, perfect communication, but I, I'd
0: say it yeah. still means that the no, author fair.
1: is important.
0: Yeah, of course. And I, yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, but, uh, but, but but again, that, all of that stuff I said doesn't really have anything to do with intent.
1: Sure, you're right. And I think you're that's
0: right. kind of the, the, one of the sort of focuses of where people tend to disagree about this topic.
1: Yeah, and I definitely don't think there's like you said, just like we got it, we found him. Right, the little right. leprechaun of meaning that's been <laughs> running around in
0: the pages hiding. We excavated the gold nugget
1: of meaning. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm all done. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a super it's a thing that moves through time and is like interpenetrated by like everything. So yeah, I don't know. Which yeah. I I didn't study philosophy, so I don't I don't Is that what Derrida thinks?
0: Well, I'm that I don't want to talk about for sure. Okay. There <laughs> it that. Dare See, because I, 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 you know, I, dairy dog. I didn't, I didn't
1: really describe before, dairy but dog. You, like I, I was definitely an escapist reader when I was young, mm-hmm. and then um, I kept doing it just because it was a habit for the most part. You know, I was absolutely uncritically just reading fantasy and sci-fi like solely. Yeah, when I were, was you like,
0: were, you were a sci-fi dude.
1: From like, probably. Seven to, like, around 12, I was, like, just w- anything, you know? So I did all the classics, you know, like Tolkien and fucking Dune and the Star Wars Expanded Universe, all of it. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke and shit. And that that somehow segued into, like, literary with a capital L stuff, whatever that is. Right. But um, so then I kept reading, though, because I just went to undergrad and then just, whatever, graduated. And I was afraid that my brain was going to atrophy, <laughs> and so like almost through like a weird, um, anxiety, I kept, I just read consistently until now. Yeah. And that that's kind of more where it is. Um, yeah, I was deeply afraid of the rut of like right. being all done and like clapping my hands of the dust and just sitting down, you know what I mean? And just yeah, being yeah. like, all good. I'm the guy that I am read and it's books. time to stop. And I read all the books. Um, yeah, it just, I never, I I was less so now. I mean, it's still like a controlling anxiety a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I was like, oh no, I don't want to be uh stodgy and, and, and just stuck in my ways. I think that's healthy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, people's educations, uh, should not be regarded as, as over. Right. You know, because you went through the institutions, it should just be a thing that keeps happening.
0: Yes. I definitely think that's that is an attitude people that's this goes way beyond literature, but yeah, people are like, I yeah, did college, yeah. I'm done. Done learning, yeah. done thinking.
2: <laughs> but this does yeah, aid so me. In- that's a hmm. similar attitude than what I was that what I was saying too earlier, Matt, about why I, I like reading. I just hmm. don't wanna become an old person that's just stopped doing things and just staring at the te- the you know, prices right all day or something.
1: Yeah, it's just, I feel like reading is, is, just a, is just a win across the board. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just like, you can have fun. Reading you can, is a big dub. It's just a big-ass dub, dude.
2: And everyone needs to get involved and do it. Well, I think especially in our, you know, TikTok, internet, YouTube world of yeah, Gen Z. Yeah, go Let's do it. Um, it. I really do think that it's useful. Everyone has, like, such a a high level of frequency in their head and it, reading just like, you know, it calms you down. It's like having, it not calms you down, but it, it makes you, it, you're thinking and engaging in something in a, in a much different way than you're used to, especially if you haven't been a reader.
1: Yeah. Um, your mind is being used in a, in a different, far more slow and intentional, but like difficult way a lot of the time.
2: Yeah. And I think, even I still have trouble, like ADHD type issues. Like, I have to read this page again because I was thinking about YouTube or s- not really, but you know, I, I, I know, my mind's I like jumping around, you know. Which I think, think that is a common thing, but
1: yeah, yeah, totally. I think, uh, you know, it's just sort of culturally hostile and sus to be sitting down quietly and, and reading something, you know. Uh, And just as a medium, it's, it's just, it doesn't go, you know what I mean? Like it just requires just you, you can sit, you can think about something. It doesn't just keep moving. Like you can reread and and all this kind of stuff. It's just as a medium, you know, it's just, uh, it actually lends itself to, you know, the slower process of your thoughts. Yeah. You know, and we're not zoom and and you don't become a zoomer. Yeah. You're not a
2: zoomer. You're not a zoomer. Zoomer, Zoomer, Coomer, who can only read like the first sentence of someone's Instagram description, and then they have to like sign on to TikTok and then
0: sign uh, on to YouTube. This, I disagree. I hate, I hate Gen Z. I love Zoomers. I hate him I don't
1: have an opinion really. I don't yeah. know any. Tr- <laughs> I hate the youth. I think all
2: children should be eliminated. <laughs> Jesus well, I, Christ. I, I think, I think that. But I think that that's because people should
0: stop having them.
2: I know. I think it should be one step further where it should stop having them, and all him. the all recent ones, ones should be murdered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a take, dude. That's a take.
1: So as you can tell, reading increases empathy, which is another thing
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that gets touted around a lot. Um, I actually hated that. I was talking to some guy, and I was, I was reading at a, I was reading at a bar, not cringe, in, in, dude. I know. I know. Oh, um, that's
0: cringe. That's boomer. But what's that's even tough. more cringe is. I
1: yeah i like it a lot (laughs) uh but i was like oh dude what's that dude fucking yeah yeah like my favorite book is whatever and then he was earnestly i heard like i was listening to a podcast on like the brain and like i heard that like reading makes you like more empathetic to human beings and i uh oh god do you think that's true i have no idea how i don't know the leap there seems pretty big Like that someone's subjectivity created a thing you're reading and therefore like you inhabit other people's minds and can like sympathize with them,
0: I guess. I could, I could see it, but my first reaction to that encounter is that that guy sounds like a neural, like neuroscience bro. Who's like, yo, what are the ways that I can like increase my empathy quotient? And
1: (laughs) he's just looking at his Enneagram like chart or whatever. And just being like, dude, I can max out this stat so good if I read. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly, dude, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So get, those are another type of person to maybe avoid. Yes. The stat min-max guy. Yeah, That just
2: made me think, like, why didn't in Harry why Potter, did why didn't FP, they make, FP, like, FP. An, an empathy potion for Voldemort? Wow. That would have been the best course of action. Let's make an empathy potion, Is Harry. that a thing
0: in the Harry Potter universe, dude? No, but why couldn't it be? <laughs> I don't know. It could be. Why not? It's all made <laughs> up. Who cares? It sounds like
1: J.K. Rowling didn't use her imagination enough. Right. Yeah, <laughs> to figure out how to stop her own villain. She made she fucking.
2: All I'm saying up. is, if you can make a love potion, you can make an empathy potion.
0: Maybe, I could see it. Yeah. Uh, just, just douse just that you, Voldemort. Just make him just cover him with it. With the potion. It's like a protest when vegans throw blood on people wearing fur. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. <laughs> just do it with Voldemort and the empathy potion
2: he grows his nose back and he's everything's okay <laughs> yeah why did he turn into a lizard well because I think it's because a... he was his soul was uh, ripped apart yeah and yeah. he just kind of like turned evil looking
0: yeah okay yeah. all right I'll buy it what's here's a question what yeah zoomer what is zoomer fiction gonna look like when they start writing books
1: well we try we read the next the closest thing which well, was Luster. Luster. Yeah, yeah. I think the next the Zoomer book is just going to be called "Let's Go," (laughs) and it's just going to be like horrific i don't I know do,
0: you know i don't know we were th- i do my thing with the with the zoomers oh that millennial fiction thing in luster makes made, reminded me of another booktube channel that i like she did a she did a couple of videos on millennial oh fiction. yeah yeah um, um yeah claire, claire what, i think the channel is just claire reads books hold on yeah, yeah. That, that's a decent channel she's good she does she's thoughtful and i like what she has so hey come on the show mm-hmm. um she did a couple of good le- the reason i found the channel is because we were reading luster and i was looking for p- videos on it and uh she did a video on millennial fiction. A couple videos, I think, and I thought they were good. So, um, go check out Claire Reed's books. But anyway, I do think about um, the, like, Zoomer thing and the, like, oh, they can't read or they don't appreciate anything. It, you know, uh, like, don't get me wrong. There are reasons to be down on the world and thinking that it legitimately might end relatively soon. But Zoomers not being artistic enough or not appreciating art is not on the list. Uh, It's just, you know, like I just watched the new like Bo Burnham special and he has all this shit about Zoomers and TikTok and the internet and like, okay, whatever. Yeah, maybe the internet's bad. I don't really know. On balance, it's not great, maybe. But it's not, you know, it's just there's always panic about the next generation. The Zoomers are going to be panicking about whatever the next generation that comes after them is. And how they're going to destroy the world, and how they, they're out of letters, how they suck, and they can't appreciate art or whatever. Well, and to I defend just, myself I, I a little bit, that, that impulse.
2: To defend myself a little bit, I hate like every generation, almost equally. So,
0: Paul's a miss I'm just giving them shit,
2: sick. but I hate millennials. I hate boomers. I hate. I what just about, I generally just don't then. like
0: people.
1: Yeah, I don't like them either. What about the Silent Generation? Is that the same? No. Uh,
0: no, Silent Generation was like. the was like fifth, 50s? Like 50s or something? I, think. I don't know.
1: Yeah. See, this is what I was saying. This guy was talking about empathy is wrong.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Lie. I have I have zero empathy, and generally I just don't like most human beings. So when oh. I'm get gi- when I'm giving people Zoomers uh, shiz, I it's fine. I hate everybody. I, I just lied. don't silent, know. any. The
0: Silent Generation was the one before the Greatest Baby Boomers. Generation. It was right before Baby Boomers.
2: So that's like forty Greatest
0: Generation. It goes Greatest Generation, Silent Generation, Boomers, Gen X, Millennial, Z.
2: And now we're out of letters. What generation was Jesus in?
0: (laughs) The the greatest. The 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 greatest. greatest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: And it was only on his birthday. That was the only time frame for the generation to be spawned.
0: That's right. Well, yeah,
1: I I agree with you, Gabe. I, I I don't I don't think I think it's pretty uh pretty standard operating procedure to look with suspicion on an, another generation coming up with like new assumptions and cultural references and stuff. It's just right. like I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I think on par, the internet is probably bad yeah. in my opinion. Uh, but that's about all I can say. And they were raised more on it than I was. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I look at my I have a kid brother um he's kind of a zoomer he's he's all right (laughs) i haven't
0: met him since he was literally a baby so
1: he's a good boy now he's a good boy yeah it doesn't seem like he's uh not thoughtful and (laughs) loves tiktok he's not like yeah but he might be an anomaly i don't know
0: but whatever loving tiktok's (laughs) not automatically bad
1: no no (laughs) some funny shit on there
0: yeah dude tiktok's funny what else should we talk about book wise do so you guys want to talk about your favorite genres or books or anything else? How we read styles of reading? That's a fun one. How do you guys read physically? What What's your physical position when you read? Because I feel strongly about this issue, actually.
2: I sit in a rocking
0: chair. And how do you hold the book? Like, up with your two hands like this?
2: No, like, in my lap, like, okay. above my penis. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice dude. Uh...
1: <laughs> I like to one-hand uh, it, even if it's pretty big. You one-hand <laughs> it, dude. One-hand it? <laughs> Damn.
0: That's, yeah, that's fucking... That's odd. You must be jacked.
1: I'm huge, because I only read the biggest books, too. That's right. Uh, what that's are you sorry. doing with your other hand? I don't want
0: to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is it, like, on your hip? Are you reading like that?
1: Yeah, Arm Akimbo, one of them. I'm having that coffee uh, with the other hand. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> are you
2: pincing your nipples?
1: <laughs> Shut up. Don't make this weird. I... <laughs> No, I, I like to lay down. Dude, me too. I lay down, and the book is hovering <laughs> above my face. So you lay
0: on your back, though.
1: Yeah, with a little bit of sort of, you know,
0: prop uh, See, on I, the lower on the lower back, or yeah. upper back. I can do that for a little while, but I, be, I basically exclusively read lying down either on my stomach or on my side.
2: Yeah. Like a little 12-year-old girl. I
0: love kicking up <laughs> my feet. Propping the book up on a pillow and just going like this as I as I read. Pages. <laughs>
2: I love that.
0: <laughs> it
2: is it's the most style. it's the
0: most comfortable for me, dude. I, can't, I mean, people who like sit with the book and hold it in their hands for long periods of time. I'm like, the blood is draining from my hands. I, this is <laughs> hard. I'm fat yeah. and out of shape. I can't hold the book there for very long. Yeah, I
1: can do the t- I can do a little tummy time myself. Love you know? the tummy time. I don't know why I don't go for that though. For whatever reason, it's not as
0: comfortable as. I sometimes for read me. It on my back, laying down on my back, propped up like that, like you. Like that's good. I can do that.
2: Can you guys? But read yeah, I'm also old. It's like a, a crowded uh, space. Like I'm I, I want to be able to read it like a coffee shop or a bar. But oh I god, can't.
0: no. I mean, I yeah. could yeah. read in like, a bar. Distracted. If I wanted to, like keep it on the thing. Like I could do that in terms of a comfort level and in terms of like keep like. But it's cringe, so I'm not going to. <laughs>
1: It's not cringe. It's not cringe. Paul, you're with me on this, right? It's
2: like I can't do the the coffee shop thing. No, it's it's nice. I just can't do it because I'm like paying attention to what people are saying, and think you know, I I get too distracted by the ambient noise of other conversations. And I guess okay,
0: we're putting up, we're gonna put up a Twitter poll today. Is reading in a bar cringe?
1: Can I can I qualify it a bit, just a little bit? I'm not talking about like a thronged dive bar like on Friday nights. No, I know. I'm talking about cute, little like mid, maybe a little afternoon drink, smattering of people quietly talking. Well, like vi- at the nice brewery. vibes. Like the brewery exactly.
2: That we go to that. That's like very quiet. There's like no. That place literally that has big outside.
1: leather couches and stuff. Like it's it's yeah. so oriented
2: Wait, the towards. Place we went to Paul. Yeah.
0: Oh, I guess the inside, With yeah. With the picnic tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in, yeah. a
2: lot of time people aren't there, and so it's it's nice just sitting outside. It's So that's what I mean.
0: It's less cringe, but still cringe.
1: No, you're being you no, you're being unreasonable right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think it's cringe because people would think that you're flexing or something? What what's the I mean the... a little bit.
0: And that's what I think when I see someone reading in a bar. I'm like uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's 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 probably some unfair biases that I have or something. But I, I guess I guess my my vibe when I see someone reading is in the bar, is that in their mind. And I know this isn't you, man. I'm not saying this is you, but in general, my vibe is that in their mind they're just begging anyone to come up and ask them what they're reading. You know what I right. mean? They just yeah. want someone to come over and be like, "Oh my god!" Ideally, someone that they would want to have sex with. <laughs> and just like oh what is that like it, it, tell me what you're reading like i'm so interested like it's so weird and quirky that you're reading in a bar and that's crazy it's like wearing that's your not
1: most the worst thing though it's also <laughs> yeah <That's laughs> not the, i
2: mean as a single lonely depressed person as myself i've done that many and i've had some conversations with people and it's like fine like i don't know I... anyone in my town it's like i don't care i'm a, i still i'm gonna do it I uh, don't saying want saying I to interact with to anyone.
0: Me. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I was in that position, but I'm saying I would feel bad about doing it. <laughs> when I, I do uh,
2: feel a little cringy, I yeah. will say. I admit it. There's an ounce of
1: it. I will one get one. twinges of it, which means that there's some sort of awareness of that as a look. Yeah. Uh, but that's not to be followed through and, and not do what I love, which is having a beer and reading my book beer. alone. I when I lived in New York City and I took the subway, I was guilty of both like I had to look at the covers. I would never talk to anybody, but I had anytime anyone was reading a book, I had, I really wanted to know what it was every time. Oh yeah. How many so times do, did
2: you see Infinite Jest on the subway? See,
1: like literally I think once over like oh, a long wow. pe- yeah. People don't first of all, people don't read that book. They just have it. No uh, one's ever read that that's book. That's <laughs> true. It's like gravity's rainbow and shit. People a lot of people just have it literally as a flex or you know, to be read. Um but then, like, that, that horrible moment, because I, reading in the subway is one of the things, one of the moments you can, you know, especially when I was commuting. And one of the worst things ever was, especially on my fucking morning commute, that, like, that you can already, like, before they even say something, the the person sort of shifting to talk to you about it. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm just like I don't please please don't please. I don't definitely initiate. when I
0: lived in the city, I definitely read on the subway, but I always made it a point, partially for that reason, to keep the cover not visible. I put it on my lap; no one could see what it was. Nice, nice. So yeah, social good.
1: That seems like we're a little bit contradicting our. Uh our earlier discussion about, like, communal, the communal nature of reading and how it should be
2: emphasized more, but... No, uh, yeah, but not be, in that way. Not
0: with randos on the fucking subway. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I
2: believe yeah. in, like, love thy neighbor, but don't talk to your neighbor. Don't let <laughs> your neighbor talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really true. Yeah. Yeah. S- be nice, but
1: snub thy neighbor. That's right. Yeah. Um, but Respect yeah,
0: other them other that, by never talking to them. The other reason I can't read, that I like to read on my stomach is because i and i can't read with one hand or i guess i could but like i every, anytime i read anything have to have a pen with me yeah because i take notes i under a mark shit my books are destroyed like by like they're cracked and pages are dog-eared and everything is written in because that's just Again, I think that's partially like the academic training thing. Like, I just I yeah. can't not read a text without taking notes on it as I'm reading it. Which so I know some people. I think Cliff. Would, oh, you're not getting the raw experience of the uh. and fluids. I, I just don't care the blood. You're yeah. not drinking the blood. I'm not of drinking the, book. the blood. Not <laughs> it the doesn't have enough blood or fluids in it. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> bloodless, literally. Bloodless.
2: Yeah. Well, Gabe, you also told me that you you actually like run your your pen. Along each line as you're reading, which that's is not that true.
0: That's not 100% constant, but I often do that. Yeah.
2: I cannot do that. I tried it and it's like distracting. It's like t- I'm doing this once.
0: It's, it's helpful. <laughs>
2: How do I move my eyes and my hand at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: yeah. It's, it's, dude, it's like <laughs> playing video games, dude. Hand eye coordination.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's not possible.
0: It's not possible. <laughs>
2: it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, well, I think i probably read the most basic. I just sit in a chair, rocking chair.
0: That is, that's classic, dude. That's classic reading.
2: On the porch. chair is an, a nice
1: move, though. feel like dedicated yeah. light. Fun, and a yeah.
0: little, like, coziness.
1: Yeah, maybe another way people can get into it is, like, through literal physical coziness. Like, try and Definitely. make the comfiest fucking situation possible for the, so you physically have a pleasurable reading
0: experience. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I will important. admit, too, matters.
2: that, um... If I can't fall asleep at night, I leave The Lord of the Rings and Fellowship of the Ring next to my bedside, and I'll read that. Hell yeah, I might and fall asleep, usually. Just read about, you know, trees and camping. Tom Bombadil. Leaves. Tom Bombadil. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Great book. I don't know. What That's else? all. I, I think, yeah. What do we think, boys? Any other insights, any thoughts, any other topics? You what wanted? else
2: did you have written down?
0: Uh, that's most of it. I had, like, if we wanted to talk about genres or authors or whatever, but we're, we're, at, we're already at two hours, man. This is, a, this is pretty solid. Yeah. And yeah, it's, good, it's good, good that there's still material. We can do another one of these episodes at some point.
1: Yeah, I don't have much to say in the general aside from getting into, like, stuff that I am also would love to uh, familiarize myself with more about, like, you know, theory. Like, I, I don't know a lot of um, lit theory or anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, don't read Bloom, dude. Bloom is ass. Everyone, dude. it jizzes. This is another problem I have with BookTube, dude. All these people, they're like, oh, literary theory, literary theory, and all they're ever fucking talking about is fucking Bloom, and Bloom sucks. Bloom is a dumbass, idiot, loser. <laughs> That's on I the don't, fucking record.
1: I don't know what to say. I, I, I think I don't think I've read any Bloom. I know he just wrote a thing on Shakespeare, um, and is well regarded. I think Northrop Frye is, is the. I have a copy of his book. Uh, mm-hmm. I think
0: that's the. I think that's. Uh,
1: I'm excited to read that
0: one. Yeah, I, Fry is better for sure. You've read him? Some. I don't know what book you have.
1: The one, just the one, the, the famous one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I can't remember what it's called. It's the no, one about either. literature. It was years like ago. His,
0: Yeah. But, but I think he's better. Bloom sucks. Don't read Bloom. And the reason that people like Bloom partially, I think, especially people like Cliff, is because Bloom is like, you know, especially in recent years, Bloom has gone on this kind of, kind of like anti-SJW, like, re- like oh, fucking all these people writing about social topics. It's cringe and it's bad. Like, just just make great art. Just be just be someone who makes, creates great art. Yeah. Why are you making it political, man? Like, he's basically the equivalent of, like, Mahler.
1: <laughs> that's brutal. He, that I mean, can't no, be true. No,
0: no, no. He is. Especially his, a lot of his recent output is very kind of like, oh, don't bring your politics into my fucking literature. Like almost literally, almost verbatim. And it's just right. so dumb.
1: Mm. And he's a yeah. Gnostic, and Gnosticism it's stupid.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'll
1: tell you what's cringe Gnosticism. Cr- right, guys? <laughs>
0: Nasta cringeism. Yeah. For yes. Perfect flows. Yeah.
2: Nasratu is cringe.
1: Yeah. No, Nasratu is awesome. Um. Yeah.
0: No. Bloom sucks. You know. He, I don't he, know. He, the whole thing about the you know it's I mean it's all Western canon shit. I forget the term he used. the the, the like culture of resentment or whatever. Where he's like, he was talking, you know, talking about people who want to analyze literature from a feminist or a Marxist, or talk about, you know, cultural issues and doing literary analysis, and he's just like, "Oh, you're just mad, basically. You're just, you're coping." Man, yeah. it's stupid, yeah. and he sucks.
2: So he's like psychoanalyzing people.
0: No, no, not even. He's, I mean, kind of, but it's just, it's basically just any any idiot on YouTube who says that. Disney princesses shouldn't be black. Like, Bloom totally would agree with that. Bloom would be all on board with no black Disney princesses. Who's a good really? person? So he's a
2: racist man.
0: Uh, probably, yeah. I it think. Sounds like a racist guy.
2: Who's a good person to well, read,
0: though? Well, maybe we should, maybe we should, maybe we should do either. an episode about this and talk about it a little more, or a YouTube video or something. But, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I like Derrida. I do. And I like a lot of people who are kind of in that kind of... School, you know, I mean, read Bart. I think read Bart, Death of the Author, S like S Z, where he analyzes the Balzac novella, like all that shit. I Ooh. like I like that uh, stuff a lot better than the sort of just like you know. And this is a, yet another problem that I have with Cliff is that he's all about just Western canon good. Read the good books, and the, and and you don't get to decide, right? The good books have already been decided for you by Bloom and me and whoever, and if you think, and if you don't, you know, it's just so stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Th- again, it's, um, it's funny because I try and square my opinion that there is some sort of like, y- unfortunately or not, like there are just books that have had outsized influence and would be good to read. And that like loosely defines a kind of canon. But at the same time, like to then say like, this is the prescription that that's like all it is uh yeah feels pretty like self-defeating in a weird way well, and
0: I, yeah, and there's different things right like there's two there's just just like that's what you just said is objectively true, but it's just a historical fact it's right. not it's not a judgment of merit per se, right like it's yeah, there's lots of shit that has had outsized historical impact but there's a it's a separate question And so if you want to say, you know, I've I've well read in literature. Whatever we can talk about that, right? Like what books right. do you have to quote unquote have to read or should read. Whatever, that's a separate issue. But the idea that like, but the problem with Bloom and Cliff and all of the people who think this way is that they think that these books have had outsized historical impact purely because they are in some cosmic objective sense the best books, and they've earned their outside his, outside historical influ- influence purely because of their quality and mm-hmm. have nothing to do with context or the development of like literature departments in the university system or whatever Right, and right, that's right, fucking right. bullshit
1: yeah I agree so guys don't get don't 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 take the bait I guess don't
2: take I, don't the bait. I don't know I don't know don't drink the Kool-Aid, don't take the pill.
0: We can talk more about it at some later date, for sure. I think that'd be an interesting episode, but we can get into, into the weeds.
1: I know, but if I'm going to talk about theory, man, i gotta I got to read a little bit of it. No, That's my don't. problem. Yeah, I do. A little, I mean, a little, <laughs> a little bit. I'm okay, not just going to talk maybe. out my fucking ass about
0: it. Just a little bit. <laughs> you know, even if it's to go, like, I hate this, I want to be specific,
1: which is something you said, Gabe, you know?
0: Yeah, true. Well, we can do We're an gonna... episode. Maybe we should do an episode on some Bloom book at some point. Yeah. We'll do the Shakespeare one maybe. Whatever yeah. the big one is, yeah. or
1: no, the, I guess he has one that's just like Agon or something. The Western can- the Western canon. we could do the Western. Well, canon I think we one. should do
0: the Western Canon
1: because that's something that Chris also uh, loves it. Loves you know. Yeah. No, um, I don't like it. It's you separate like there's good books in the Canon with the concept of the Western Canon. Yeah, totally. That's all you have to do, right? It's tough though.
0: Well, but you also need to, you also need to explain what a good book is, which is a separate issue. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we call it? No, let's call it, man. All right. Yeah. Well, we're back. Thanks for listening to this brand new, uh, kind of getting back into the groove episode. Um, we'll be back next week with uh, Virginia Woolf, Mrs. Dalloway. Yeah. So we got some we got some fucking hitters coming up, dude.
1: We got two this literal is, classics
2: for you coming up. Yeah. this is Doubtfire. This is Doubtfire. <laughs> this is Doubtfire and, uh, written by Robin Williams. Can't wait. <laughs> F F in the chat. R
1: I P. Ooh, silent desperation. So,
0: uh, oh god. Ooh, <laughs> PTSD. Ooh, ooh, I, oh, oh, I have planes the sky. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so if you liked that, get ready. For next yeah, week. <laughs> uh,
0: we're, we're back. The spine crackers are back. Don't call it a spine crack it's mm-hmm. been here for years. Ooh, little rhyme. And time. Uh, yeah, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. As we said, we're gonna get back. We're we're gonna get back on making YouTube videos. And um, Patreon.com/slash/spinecrackers, Twitter, Instagram. Hope you missed us. We missed you. Yeah. We we we
1: blew the dust off of this thing, and we're back at it. The summer dust. Yeah, baby. Mm -hmm. Well, still summer, still hot as shit.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I love it.
1: All right, boys. Good to see you.
0: One love. Good to see you guys. Thanks for listening to the Spine Crackers. This episode of the Spine Crackers
1: show. Yes. Good night, (laughs) all.